Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, and I'm here with Jake Ellenberger and back from the dead, T-Rex. Now, uh, Vitor Belfort, who said if he gets a title shot, first he said he can't live on, without TRT, without testosterone. Then he said if he gets a title shot, he'll stop taking TRT. Now he got a title shot, and he applied for a TRT exemption. Uh, Dana White says he hopes that Belfort doesn't get it. What are your thoughts on this? He had, I mean, I want to see his levels when he's not taking them. When he's not taking TRT, I want to see what his levels look like. I mean, are they anything like uh, Alistair Overeem's, when he, <laughs> mm-hmm. who's were like off the charts yeah. when he was taking them? Is that what his are like when he's taking it? And then when he's not taking it, are they way down, like unhealthily low? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the thing, too, is whether it's you know helping you live comfortably or if it's, if it's something that you have to live with or live without, I mean, it's still something that's going to give you an advantage. It's going to help you recover faster than everyone else. You know what I mean? It's. I don't understand how a fighter can have low testosterone. You you fight you for a living, and you. Have, I mean, that's like a porn star suffering from a happy childhood. I, I, like, I mean, in essence, that like, what, seriously, how does a fighter have low testosterone? Right, a fighter. So, let me ask you this: What are the levels like? How do they? How do they? Regulate the levels. Like, what's your normal? What's a normal man's? There's normal, t- and then there's gorilla, and then there's Belfort. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So if he wasn't to take it for like six months, his levels would be like below a, a normal average guy. He, he Can't he just it. take enough to get him to a normal level? Well, that's or does he even take him to that's, like twelve, like you know, Alistair Overeem was? Absolutely. That's that's kind of the, the you know the protocol is to to be at the normal everyday human being's level. Right. You know when it's like. Hey, no one's looking. You know, you you don't know. You never know how much they're taking, or, or unless you're regularly getting tested, which, again, costs money. No one's gonna do. So, it's just one of those things. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I think it should be okay for everybody or, or nobody. It should be okay for nobody. I, I mm. it, it doesn't make any sense how you. I, I, come on. Enough is enough. Is this the reason that Belfort only fights in, in Brazil? Brazil? I mean, that that that's the word on the street was that once he got he got popped for steroids once, and you know, Vitor Belfort, like this is what I've heard. This is all. Rumor. I don't know if this is true, but from what I heard from fighters, from guys who uh, were in the, who are in the UFC, mm-hmm. was that you know Belfort had has some mental, you know, some like before one of his fights against Vanderlei, he was hiding under a table, and they couldn't get him out of there, and he didn't want to fight, and then like for two hours they had to get him out of there, and then he got out there, walked into the into the octagon, and then beat the shit out of Vanderlei, and what. 41 seconds or 48 seconds, mm-hmm. but I've heard that mentally he, he, he falls apart, you know? And if you look at his fights, after the first round, he, some, he, I think he's won, what, 95% of his fights in the first round. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. fights that have been past the first round, he usually doesn't win. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's a guy that, you know, a guy that I think TRT has now become almost a mental issue. It's, I understand it. Sometimes you think that if I don't have this certain type of drug it's in placebo me... placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, 
I'm so successful on this drug now. If I'm not I, doing I, it, I, I need it. You know, and it's just, it doesn't seem fair to a guy like Chris Weidman who, you know, legitimately doesn't take anything, works every day, mm. work, I mean, not to, Belfort doesn't work his ass off. And not, I'm not saying TRT's, I can't just take TRT tomorrow and go around knocking out UFC <laughs> heavyweights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you still have to have a, a certain amount of skill. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you get to the professional level, the difference between a, a win and a loss, you guys, you know, as fighters, mm-hmm. it's so competitive and so close up there. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, that slight advantage could be a real advantage. Oh, well, absolutely. I think you, you made the good, you hit the nail on the head there, too, when you talk about the psychological, you know, addictiveness to this drug or, or whatever it may be. Because, you know, it's, if fighting is so mental, it's so psychological, you know, you got a guy who's extremely successful on this, and, and it's like, okay, well... How is he going to be not on it? It's you're completely, you know, you you start doubting yourself quicker. It could be a lot of things, you know. Right. So we're going to get to Russell Dome. Uh, we also have to talk about the the fight that happened in the Ultimate Fighter House between Chandler and Vanderlay. Uh, we have we have a lot to get yes. to. Yes. We have uh, John Wayne Parr coming on. We have Phil Baroni uh, coming on. We have a girl that was Miss USA. Uh, who is now Miss doing, Ms. or Mrs. Miss Miss USA? Who's now doing jujitsu? Whitney Miller, hot piece of ass. Uh, who's now doing <laughs> jujitsu? Uh, and uh, she'll be on. And we got Fabrizio Verdum, who's fighting Travis Brown, uh, another ranked number third in the world right now, black belt in jujitsu. He opened the floodgates on uh, on Fedor. On Fedor. Yeah. So we 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 have a a, a great show coming up. So um, stay tuned. Oh, is this Russell Doan? Oh, this Russell Doan. Yes, it is. Hey, it's Adam Hunter, Jake Ellenberger, and T-Rex from the MA Roasted Podcast. What's up? What's happening? What's up, guys? How, congrats on your latest win, man. Thank you. Thank you. How did it feel? Uh, it, it's, it's still pretty surreal. Um, I guess, you know, the, the whole thing hasn't hit me too hard. I'm just, you know, just staying to myself. Try not to get too crazy and buy too many crazy things like dogs and stuff. <laughs> like what? Like drugs? Like dogs. Oh, dogs. <laughs> drugs. How many? How many dogs do you have? Uh, I just I bought one, but I was super close to buying more than one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, you know, I mean, if you could have if you could have one, you could usually have two. But you got to stop. You you got you got to stop at a certain point. You want to have too many dogs. Yeah. Are you becoming that weird person down the street? Yeah. So how's Hawaii? <laughs> Trinkets. Uh, right now it's actually super cloudy, which is kind of weird for Hawaii. You know, it's usually sunny. It's been cloudy for the past like week or so. Now, are you are you married or are you single? What's the deal? I'm not married. That's for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't be getting a dog. <laughs> Are they male or female dogs? Uh, I, I bought a uh, French bulldog. Oh, those are the. Oh, wait. So you're getting a dog to pick up chicks in Hawaii? I didn't think about it, but I took my dog mm-hmm. for a walk. It was crazy. I was like, huh, I could <laughs> do something with this, man. Oh, absolutely, man. So you have, I mean, you, you not only do they have a dog, oh, your dog's so cute. Oh, what's his name? What do you do? Oh, I fight in the UFC. I mean, that, come on. You gotta be, that's got to be instant trim right there. <laughs> now you just gotta get the dog to be able to hold a camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they just walk up and like, oh, your dog is so cute. And like, yeah, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I'm a UFC fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Now you just, uh, 
Now, you train over at a 808 fight team in Hawaii. Uh, what other Hawaiians train there? Uh, well, I mean, there's like Harris Sarmiento. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's been around this sport for super long, but, you know, he hasn't, I guess you can say he made some bad choices in early in his career, so his record isn't the best, even though he's one of the best out of Hawaii. But I also train with, uh, like, Gracie Technic, where Dustin Kimura and Matt Holloway train and Lewis Smoker. You know, we all got something real good over there. Oh, yeah, you guys are killing it, man. All three of you guys won your last fights, you, Smoker, and Holloway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Hawaii. Hawaiians. Are, Hawaiians are fun people, man. You guys laugh at everything. The, the girls are hot. Uh, the guy, I, I've like, I actually performed in Hawaii. I forgot where I performed. It's some, uh, some, some venue, in, uh, and uh, I went to a strip club afterwards, and those are some of the hottest strippers I've ever seen are in Hawaii. You ought to see the girls. Well, uh, I'll give it that. You know, uh, uh, we can show, it depends where you go, because it's just like, uh, I think a couple really bad places and a couple really good places. So I, I'm thinking that you went to one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I forgot the name. It was, it was right by the. It was right by the uh, Pipeline Cafe. That's, that's where I uh, I performed at the uh, Pipeline. Right, but I think you went to one of the bad ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, those were all guys that you were looking at. Yeah, it was all dudes, yeah. but they but they had huge yeah. slongs. It was Phil. Bur- <laughs> It was actually Phil, Phil Baroni. Phil Baroni was a stripper. With his uh, C ring. Now, now you were a full time carpenter, and then right. you and then you you quit once you got to the UFC, correct? Right. You know, uh, it's just a different level, man. Like I've been getting by. You know, like I wake up super early, I train as hard as I can, and I go to work all day, and I come back and I try to get two more sessions in. You know. Uh, that's kind of hard. <laughs> As is, I was making it work, but this is just this is a different level, and you can't, you know what I mean? You can't do that. I just want to make sure I get all the training I can because I don't want to go out there and get beat up. You know, UFC debut, all right, 10 seconds in, get beat up. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Are you able to uh, support yourself now just through fighting? Yeah, you know, I, have, uh, I just at home in general, I have a super good support system, you know. Uh, like just my family, everybody, everybody's proud, so, you know, they'll help out anyway. Especially the fact that I got, you know, extra $50,000 is pretty damn good, just in general. That's awesome. You son of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, I mean, you you tapped, did you think that you were going to tap, the guy's a uh, black belt in jiu-jitsu. Now, what, what uh, belt are you? I, I'm a blue belt. <laughs> so for a blue belt tapping a black belt, that's, that's pretty rare, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean... It's super well. I, I'm not gonna lie. I've tapped out a few black belts, but they they weren't like super high level black belts the way he is. You know, it, I mean, they weren't like world champion black belts. They were just normal everyday black belts, and, and it happens. You know, I, I didn't I didn't uh, expect to tap him out at all. I didn't. At no point was I like in, in my training. Okay. We're going to work our triangles. You know, we're going to work our submission. No, man. I was working on taking his head off. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jake, have you, have you ever, when you were a blue belt, did you, you tap out any black belts? Mm, no. What, what belt no. are you now? Uh, Jake, Jake, by the way. A purple belt. Purple belt. But I've, I've been training a lot. I mean, no youth, a lot of the black belts. Head on, heat on a lot for, for a few years. But no, that's, that's unheard of, though. A, a blue belt tapping out a black belt. I mean, that's a quite an accomplishment though i mean do you think that he was, took your jiu-jitsu lightly because he heard that you were a blue belt 
no, no, not at all. I think, uh, really, I think he was still rocked. I'm pretty sure he was hurt, you know, not in his right mind. But I, I knew, I knew he wasn't gonna tap either because when I was cranking his arm, it was popping, mm. and he he wasn't gonna tap. I was like, oh. Oh, please don't make me rip it off. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me. <laughs> I'll do it. Now, now, so you fought in Singapore. You were on the first ever Fight Pass uh, card, first ever card. A lot of people saw it. A lot of people didn't see it, which, which kind of, you know, in a way, that's kind of, that's got to be, you know, it's, it's got to be kind of cool that you're on the first thing ever. But a lot of people, I know, it, I stayed up till 5 o'clock in the morning to watch it. Uh, it started at like four o'clock in the morning, but a lot of people didn't watch it, you know, because of the whole fight pass. You got to give your your, uh, your credit card. Now, what did you do afterwards uh, in Singapore? Because I know Phil Baroni said there's a place that has four floors of four horse. Four floors of horse. Um, <laughs> did you go out and party there? <laughs> no, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we just ate. Like I'm, I at the four floors. I, I, of horse? I was gonna. You beat me to it, you son of a. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not big on the party scene. I'm more big on the eating. I love <laughs> the fact that I don't blow up to like 170, 180 is beyond me. But like after after fights, like people are like they're like, yeah, I would probably eat you know whatever I want for a week. I eat whatever I want for like months until they say I have another fight. Then I'm like, oh man, I gotta eat clean again. But other than that, I eat whatever I want, whenever, however. Yeah, no, I mean that's got you got to be careful though, right? That, that you could run into because you what you're you're a, uh, one one twenty five, one thirty five, thirty five. Yeah, yeah. I mean you're one thirty five, so you're 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 walking around at what one at one fifty? Well, fifty five, sixty. Don't pull a Mark Munoz, bro. Yeah, I, I, I wake I wake up at about fifty five. Fifty five. So that's that's twenty yeah. pounds. I mean that's not. That's very doable, but that's that's you know. I feel like when 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 guys have to cut too much weight, they're focused more on the weight cut than the actual mm-hmm. opponent. Is that a fair assessment? That's a that's well, a fight in itself, you know. Yeah, that's that's super true. But it's it's weird because you know I always thought like I was a big one thirty fiber, and then I met Dustin Kimura. Holy crap, Dustin Kimura is huge. I stand next to him, and he makes me look like a child. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a badass fighter. Now, but now when you were in Singapore, I remember I was there uh, about two months ago for the military, doing a, co- a show for the military, and there were all these like strange places where people, girls, do karaoke, but they have their headshots outside, and then you walk in there, and it's like they're professional karaoke singers. Did you go to any any of those places? Same in Japan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that would be a sight to see. I've never seen that before. Oh, it was. And, and karaoke- it's pretty popular, as is. People love it. They like going to bars and getting drunk and singing off-key and whatnot. Nice. Yeah, no, karaoke is ridiculous. Are you friends with uh, with uh, Kendall Grove or, B- or BJ Penn or other, other famous Hawaiians? Branson Henson? I, I wouldn't call us, like, best friends, but, I mean, I, I don't, I, BJ Penn probably doesn't know who I am. Kendall does. BJ Penn probably doesn't know who I am. I'd probably be the guy like, hey, hey, BJ, I love you. And he's like, who's this guy? Yeah, just some other, some other fan of him. Yeah, no, I, when, when I met BJ, he had an entourage of like 50 people. I've never seen... Oh, yeah. That was just his immediate family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that was yeah, sort of... I, but I think that was sort of the issue when some of his fights didn't go as well. I think he had too many yes-men around him. <laughs> uh, That's true. It, it happened, you know. I have maybe two yes-men. Like, my coaches are the guys that are like rough... 
you messing up, man. You better get on it. Like they, they tell me straight. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's good. I mean, I mean, you've been doing it for for seven. I mean, you've been fighting since uh, since two thousand eight. So that what? That's six right. years. Your first fight was against Tyson Nam, who you knocked out. Oh, man. Um, oh, <laughs> so I mean, you've been doing it for a long time. You're a Tachi uh, Palace champion, king of the uh, uh, king of the cage champion. Now, you, well, at 27 years old, you make it to the UFC. Were you ever thinking to yourself, like, maybe this, this might not work? Uh, you know, when's my, when's my spot going to happen? Did you ever have those doubts? Oh, I, I never, not once did I ever think maybe this isn't going to work. But I always, you know, everybody's like, every fight I fought, I'd fight and then I'd fucking win. And then they'd be like, yo, you don't see somebody going to call. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd wait and nothing. You know, it's been like that since since King of the Cage, in fact. You know, yeah. I just keep going out, you know. The way I see it is they point, I go. You know what I mean? You you tell me who I got I to gotta beat up and I go out, then I'll do it, you know. No questions asked. Do you have any questions for Jake Ellenberger? Uh, how is it like being you? <laughs> you're, you're, like big. you're big, man. You know what I mean? I mean, you must walk around and have people run up to you. <laughs> you know, pictures, and do you have, like, a headshot you just hand out to people? <laughs> uh, I, I do have, a, I mean, autograph cards, yeah. It just depends where I go. But, um, you know, MMA events, sure, there's, there's a lot of people. But you walk around with your own autograph cards? Uh, no, not usually. Although I'll I did say, give that one dick. homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, I saw you give a homeless guy an autograph card. Yeah. That's... Yeah, yeah, one of my indirects, in, in but no, I um, I'm just like you, man. I love to train, love to compete, and I love to win. So, <laughs> nice. Well, you're you're a good guy, man. Russell Doan. Well, where can people find you? Because I looked at your Twitter followers, you only have like less than a thousand, and I think it, that's ridiculous. A guy in the UFC, no one in the UFC should have less than thirty thousand followers on Twitter. I'm sorry, it's a professional sport. What you guys have done is the hardest thing to do in the world. The hardest thing to do is to be, a, I personally think, as a professional MMA fighter. It's, I think that what you, I have more respect for you guys. And the fact that, like, w- women aren't, like, just going up to you and being like, Russell, you know, I want you to put it in my mouth. That really, that, that, that really bothers me, dude. So where can people find you? Um, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram, Russell Dome 135 Come look me up, man. I don't have a Facebook because, you know, Facebook's a little crazy for me. Why, why is Facebook yep. crazy for you? You know, uh, I don't know. You know, when I did have one, it got weird, and people were trying to message me weird stuff, and I had all these. No offense, I, I don't. I'm not have nothing against gays, but I had all. I'm not gay, so but I had all these gay guys messaging me and like, like weird things. And I just I couldn't take it. It was just too much for me. <laughs> what, what 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 were they saying to you, these gay people? Uh, really, it was like. <laughs> where are you? I want to see you. And like, I'm like, you know, stuff like, and they got vulgar, like, oh man. <laughs> was your profile pic a picture of you in a banana hammock? <laughs> that was oh, actually T Rex. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Some guys wanted to I don't even get that me. kind of attention from girls. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Wow. I, I had no idea that you were so big in the gay community. That's, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, Russell Doan, uh, we got to get to Baroni, but hey, man, good luck with everything, and uh, and and thank you for all you do, man, and good luck in your next fight. Who do you who do you want to call out? Who do you want to fight next? Uh, nobody. Come I on, I call out anybody because then when I, when I get in there, if they beat me up, I'm gonna look like an idiot. <laughs> 
No. Wow. Come on. Really? You're better than that. <laughs> They're not going to beat you, though. But I, but I respect that. I totally, I totally respect that. Well, thank you, Russell Dome, for coming on the show, man. We'd love to have you back on. All right. Thank you. You guys are awesome, man. Thanks, Mahalo. Man. Take care. That was Russell Doan. Nice to see you. Uh, seems like a very nice kid. Seems like a nice guy. He, he's still got to, I think he's got to feel more comfortable in his shoes, you know, in, right. the, in the UFCs. He's made, he made a, a statement in his last fight and got to take that. It almost sounds forward. like he doesn't believe it. I know. Like, <coughs> you got to believe it. Right. How many gay guys on Facebook are hitting up Russell Doan? <laughs> I had, did they think he was someone? I mean, I, I don't understand. That's, that's, I've never heard Maybe that Maybe he before. was on um, Put It In My Facebook. Yeah, but, but, put it in my Facebook. That's awesome. All right, now you're back. You know, you were T-Rex. You were on trial. He's back. You were on trial for a while. Uh, we were, were going to on the rocks. We, we were, we were going to replace you with uh, with uh, Shang. I'm just kidding. Wow. That was. Uh, by the way, we got so many people emailing about Shang. Never have that guy back. On. Some people like him. They're like, dude, have Shang back on. Mm. I would say a lot of people were like, that guy who said he wants to elbow women because he said he, he wants to beat yeah. Ronda Rousey. Never back. Dude, I don't, enough with your butthurt Silva fans. I mean, I, I got so many emails about mm-hmm, Shang. Mm-hmm. But very controversial guy. Uh, very so, controversial. What was he saying about Ronda, that he could beat Ronda he said, he said he could beat Ronda Rousey in a fight, which uh, I highly doubt. Not going to happen. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't, no. know. I, don't know. I don't understand this. Hey, John Wayne Parr, how are you? Mate, I'm okay. How are you? Good. I'm here with uh, T-Rex, Jake Allenberger. What's going on, man? Hey, mate. Hey, mate. I watched some of your I watched some of your highlights uh, on uh, YouTube. Wow, man. I had I had no idea how how much of a how great you were. You're unbelievable, yeah. man. Oh, awesome. No, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a, a lifetime, but uh, it's finally starting to pay off. Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, just some of, your, some, some of your stats. In kickboxing, you're 83 and 31. Uh, boxing, you're 10 and 3. MMA, you're 1 and 0. Uh, yeah. Which. We don't like to talk about the MMA one. I, I fought a guy <laughs> that was uh, 20 kilos heavier than me, and he was 16 and 0 in the cage at the time. But you so, still beat him, though. Yeah, it was a ridiculous match to, to sort of begin with. But he, he paid me a lot of money, so I had to take it. Yeah, but you won that match. No, no, he checked me out. Oh, he checked me out in about six Oh really? He choked. It, 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 it said it said you were one and zero on the, on the thing, so that that was the one fight. Now uh, now you have a fight coming up where you're now doing doing Muay Thai with four ounce gloves. Is that right? Yes, yes I've started a, a new a new sort of promotion where it's a Muay Thai Muay Thai in the cage with MMA gloves on. So it's everything it's everything MMA but no ground. So as soon as you go to the ground, you stop, you stand back up, and start again. And wow. then we also incorporate uh, eight counts as well. So if you get knocked down, there's still opportunity for you to come back and win. Now, now normally Muay Thai is how 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 big are the gloves in, in, in Muay Thai normally? Uh, usually tens, or if you're under seventy eights, but but usually tens. Usually big pillows. So the the stuff all those uh, pussies like Floyd uh, Mayweather wear. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So do do you like it better having the uh, the uh, smaller gloves? Oh, unbelievable. The the. There's a lot of controversy with the fingerless gloves and eye pokes and everything else, but at the same time, in Muay Thai, you, you practice catching and you clinch with no gloves on, and then when you hop onto the ring, all of a sudden you're, you're sort of in a disadvantage because you don't have your fingers anymore. Now all of a sudden you open up a whole new ball game. You've got hands. You can clinch easier. You can manipulate the guard so you can use your elbows. Um, you can catch kicks and do better trips and takedowns. It's um, it's so much better, and it's a, if it's a completely different violence also. 
you're not just punching the, the set up kicks, you're punching and knocking somebody out. So the, the violence intensity for the crowd uh, as, as a spectator is just, you, you cannot not look at the cage. It's just intense. It's awesome. Wow. And because, and because you're also not worried about getting taken down, um, you're not afraid to stand there and trade. You can do four, six, 10, 12 punch combos and not have to worry about that takedown element. So it just um, yeah, with the with the UFC, for example, they they see guys and they throw four or five punches and they, and all of a sudden, oh, this is the greatest stand-up war we've ever seen. Um, I can guarantee you that every single fight on the whole card for uh, for ten fights, because they're there. There's no takedown element. All they're doing is just standing there and just trading and getting brain damage. It's cool. It's so cool. <laughs> getting brain damage. <laughs> Have you um how how is your uh, takedown defense and and, and your uh, jujitsu and your t- takedowns? Uh, so this is how this is how my promotion come about. So I'm such a big fan of UFC. I'm I'm like this little little groupie that sits in the home every weekend and buys a lot of pay per views. So I thought, you know what? After a hundred and something Muay Thai fights, I'm gonna give this this MMA a crack. So my my first jujitsu class, uh, I snapped my finger completely in half. It went completely backwards. I thought, ah, this really, really sucks. I, I really want to fight in the cage, but I sort of, I, I don't really want to learn jujitsu. I thought, well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing Muay Thai, and we do promotions, and I hire a, a ring. Why don't I just hire a cage? So I looked it up on YouTube, and I seen a few guys doing kickboxing in the cage with boxing gloves on, and it sort of didn't look quite right. It looked sort of off. It, it, so I thought, well, if I'm going to do a cage, I'm, I'm going to do MMA gloves also because I want that rush, I want that intensity. I see the UFC guys, and. Uh, I think they're warriors because they wear the gloves and they, they stand there. I thought, well, I, w- I want to be just as hard as those guys. I want that same that same stigma that I can stand there and, and bang with these things on also. So that's how my promotion was born. That's great. But I'm, I mean, have you uh, felt like you missed out a little bit on the MMA train? Uh, yes, yes and no. At the same time, I'm quite um, content with my legacy in Muay Thai. Um, it's, it's always nice to think the grass, the grass is greener. But at the same time, um, I, I, res- I respect everything those guys do, but I enjoy what I do too. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I love standing up. I, I, I lived in Thailand for five years. Um, I dedicated my life to one thing and then and to do that and to get as high as I've got and then to turn around and say, oh, I wish I was doing that. Right. Uh, no, I, I, I don't, I, I'm so happy. I've got 10 world titles. I'm, I'm sort of known everywhere around the world. Uh, I've seen the world for free. So I, I can't really, I've I got a house, I've got a cars, I've got toys. Yeah. So I, I, I can't look back and say, ah, oh, it would have been good to be something, but I'm, I'm, I'm content. I'm content. Absolutely. Now, when you were in Thailand, did they numb your legs like they do? I see them sometimes on the, in the movies where they just, they kind of, they make you kick a tree until your legs are numb. Oh, no. No, no, that's all lifestyle. That's, uh, that's like when Rocky gets his, his trainer to cut his eye. Cut, cut it, cut it, Mickey, cut it. It's, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all movies. It's, uh, it's nice to pretend it's that hardcore, but uh, it's just um, hard pads, hard bag. Uh, lots of fights, your, your shins get conditioned. Uh, th- there's no machine where you put your legs in and they pull your legs down and do the splits like Dan Dan. Oh, stuff. man. <laughs> now, um, you were on the cover of GQ in Australia. Now, were you single back then? Did you get tons of trim? Uh, no, no. That was all. That was, that was Photoshop. That was, that was just pretend. Oh, that you was, really wasn't on the cover? Oh, come on, man. If it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Jake, any questions for the great John Wayne Hart? No, I am a 10-time ten, ten world champion. That is that's unbelievable. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Oh, awesome. I was very lucky. Um, my, my whole career, I started off as a little guy watching Van Damme and the community kickboxer. 
just like that set the tone for my career. I wanted to go to Thailand. I wanted to fight the most fierce and Thai uh, possible. Uh, and then lucky enough, I had a sponsor in Australia who was Thai, and he said, you know what, let's go do it. So he, he helped pay for my ticket, jumped on the plane. Next minute, I'm living in a Thai camp. I'm the only Westerner. This is back in the 90s too, so there wasn't many Westerners there. So to get accepted into the camp was like a big deal. And then I um, started fighting for like a thousand baht, which is like $30. And then I worked my way up. And then I ended up winning uh, two world titles in Bangkok against the most famous Thais possible. And then uh, my last fight there, I won a million baht. So it's, uh, it's it like, like a dream country. $65? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you also beat Dwayne Ludwig in K1. Yeah, me and Dwayne are good friends. Uh, I had... I had um, we trained together at Master Toddy's in Vegas before we fought each other. This is back in 2001, and uh, we got on really well. And then good guys. And then uh, year 2004 came, and the K1 gave me a call saying, "Oh, we'd like you to compete in the eliminations for uh, the eight-man final. Uh, your first opponent will be um, Dwayne." So, ah, no, no, one of those ones where you got to fight your buddy. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah, it was a good fight. We, uh, it was very exciting. Uh, I was lucky enough to get the win and, and, and go on to the eight-man uh, tournament a few months later. But ever since, me and Dwayne have been good. And I, I'm so happy to see him doing so well in his career right now as a, a leading trainer of the Alpha Boys. It's um, so good to see him be, be so successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was awesome. I, I saw one fight that you got into where you and the guy got into a, some kind of a beef online in like a yeah. forum. And then... No. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> that, that, that narrows it down to about... 500 people <laughs> but and then well you won with an uppercut in the fourth round uh jay i think his name is jay tar or something or, and then jordan toy yeah and then you you like stood over him after you yeah. that was crazy it was bad i'm so sorry i really wish i didn't do that because um i really got a lot of respect for jordan um but what happened we were uh, it was good fight good fight good fight fourth round um, he's just nailed me and he's had me against the fence and we're just trading and I was one of those decisions where if I don't fight back he's going to knock me out so I bit down on my mouthpiece and we just stood in the center of the cage trading, 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 trading and I was lucky enough to hit him and I, I dropped him and because of the, this thing um, adrenaline it just um, I just overtook me and I, and I stood over him and I, I look back and I really regret that move because I'm, I'm usually a really good sportsman and just I, I just look like a thug when I did that I'm really uh, apologetic for that move because yeah it's not me I, you know, I've seen worse things happen, and it wasn't. Uh, I appreciate you apologizing. That's very it shows what kind of a guy you are. But I, I, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen in, in, in the octagon. I, I think what Brock Lesnar did to to Frank Mir wow. afterwards, or uh, Bisbing spitting. There's been a lot of uh, there's, there's, there's been a lot of things that I've seen that are even even Ronda not shaking the opponent's hand. I think would be. I mean, wonder she's a. Yeah, that was that was a bit of a ah. Just shake it. Just after all the controversy, just shake the hand. Just give it a give, just even a knuckles. <laughs> yeah. So, but what do you do? That's 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 her personality, and I'm sure everyone will forget it by her next fight. She'll go on to be a mega star. Still. Right now, um, now how old are you? Uh, I'm damn. I hate this question. I'm uh, I'm I'm going 37. I'll be 38 in May, and uh, I still got. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm still 25, 26. I still feel good. I, I want to really want to compete for as long as I can. Because uh, my wife's pregnant, so we're gonna have our third child, and I and I gotta support these bloody kids. Oh, congratulations! Here. Congratulations! Six more babies will be able to catch up to T Rex. That's good. <laughs> now, 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 you you wanted to uh, audition for a tryout for the Ultimate Fighter Australia versus Canada, and they wouldn't let you. Uh, yeah. 
there's a couple. Um, yeah, they, I think they had a, a minimum of five flight requirement, and I'm also my age is also a factor as well. So um, it, it was it was one of those things where I I, I just wanted to have a, a crack because, like I said before, such a big UFC fan, and I really wanted to, to um, get recognition for all the years. And then then not entering the house, not getting the opportunity, it was sort of um, a blessing in disguise because. After everything I've done in the sport, and sure enough, I, I can't really see anyone standing there, so I would have got taken to the ground, I would have got smothered, uh, and then if I had to got grinded out and beaten on points, then my legacy would have been erased because uh, because of one MMA fight. So it's better if I just keep doing what I'm doing and keep doing my tie and keep promoting what I'm doing in the cage here and um, try and take that to another level. How is that? I've got a question for you. Sure. You're you're really funny, but today you're very serious. Today, <laughs> I'm gonna, I was, all this time I've been thinking, how am I gonna um, come back with something witty and funny? And but you're, you're just normal today. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm pretty normal. I, I just I just try to be funny when I'm on stage doing comedy or in conversation. <laughs> if, you know, it's the kind of thing. I'm actually I respect you. I actually want to know these things about you. So I'm. I'm yeah. Sorry if I sorry if I'm not as funny as I, I should be. Uh, I you know you, plus you're like married so that yeah, that, that I, I goes half the questions out yeah. the door. Half the questions about how much puss you got back in the day you don't want to answer right. He's, not, he's, 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 he's at least got three times. Yeah right. How am I gonna how am I gonna I'm gotta be on I've gotta be on I've had a red bull at six in the morning just so I could be that little bit more wittier. Oh no you're you're doing great man uh, you're you're this is I I think people that want to you know people tune in because they actually want to know about you guys I, I mean it's like half interview serious half you know questions at a bar well how I would ask, if I went to you at a bar and these are the questions that I I, I would ask that's our thing um, now training with GSP what was that like Oh man absolutely amazing. So I got the opportunity to go over there and um, do some seminars, and then I had three three days before I was coming back to Australia. And then the owner uh, that took me over for the seminars, hey, look, you got a couple of spare days. Um, would you like to go to TriStar and meet Joyce St. Pierre? I was like, oh, yes, of course. That would be such an unbelievable experience. Just to get a picture with him and put it on my Facebook, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And then uh, uh, they rang for us, and they said, yeah, we know John Wayne. Um, we we're happy to put him up for the night. If he, we have, we're actually sparring uh, Muay Thai on Tuesdays. Would Wayne like to do some rounds? So, wow, yeah, for sure. So we, we got there, and um, I was so nervous. I was like a little schoolboy that first day of school. So I put the shin pads and gloves on. I said, okay, um, go and spar George. And as I was getting closer and closer, this this figure just got bigger and larger, and um, we've touched gloves. And in, in the the worst little schoolgirl voice I've ever done is like, Oh my god, I can't believe I was wrong. You thank you, George. This is the greatest cruise of my life. <laughs> and then um and then and then the round started and then I was waiting for this incredible left left jab and this crazy soup man's and um about thirty seconds in I, I thought to myself, hang on a second, I, I think I'm winning. And then and then once I relaxed, I started beating into the jab, I started parrying the punches. I, I placed a, a shin kick across his neck and just left it there and he just froze and his eyes went like saucepans. And he's like, oh, my God, if that was anyone else, they would have taken me out. And you were you were um, a gentleman enough to just place it there. I can't thank you enough for not dropping me in front of everybody. So, ah, don't worry about it. It's just, just what I do. Wow. And then, uh, Did he knock you out? So, so we, we've done the spa and we, we took our photos. And once again, I, I skipped out of the gym like a little girl thinking this is the greatest day ever. And then, uh, and then about three, four months later, Faraz sends me an email saying, hey, look, we were so impressed with the way you moved around with George. Would you like to come back to Montreal and train him for the Hendrix flight for a couple of weeks? And, and at first I thought it was like, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha your email. 
And then I said, yeah, for sure. And then sure enough, um, George picked me up at the airport and we were just uh, side by side for two weeks. And I, I, lived, in his, I lived in his shadow for two It was a, a, amazing. Um, and uh, an, an interesting little story, I was, I was with him the day that he went and um, had a meeting with the, the WADA um, guys. And George had his um, a whole bag of his protein, his fish oil, uh, his everything. And he said, I want you to test every single product that I'm on to make sure that everything is clean. I'm willing to spend twenty thousand dollars for me and Johnny to get tested at any given time over the next ten weeks. He was and and I sat there and I said, look, with the with the, the Nevada Commission, they might test for fifty things. We're going to test for three hundred things. So there's absolutely no way that anyone can get away with um, any like doping or tapering off. And and um and then uh, about two or three days later, with uh, the Dana White coming out and uh, ridiculing George for going ahead with this sort of idea, and it just it just sort of blew up in his face. I, I think um, it was so disheartening to, to see how will, how far George was willing to push the envelope to to guarantee that his fight was going to be 100% legit, and then having really ridiculed by um, the UFC was just uh, heartbreaking. And then to, to see to fly to Vegas, watch the fight, and all the the stuff that happened afterwards, it was just um. I can just can't imagine how devastated George is to, to do all that and then just to have it blow up in his face. Do you it's, think Dana uh, was out of line? Yeah, I thought it was really sad. Considering how much money they've made through George, um, how much of a legend, how much of a superstar. He's never badmouthed anybody. He's always 100% uh, professional, always wears a suit. And then being with him for the two weeks, he, he doesn't turn off. For two weeks, it's um, people come up 24 hours a day, um, day, night, breakfast, wise, halfway through a meal. He's always gets up, takes a theater, has these little thirty seconds with them, so they feel like they're they've they've spent a little bit with George. Um, he's just the perfect ambassador for the sport. And then for them to turn around and to say like, I he wasn't a great champion. He's just trying to cause problems. It's just uh, I, I don't think it's fair. I don't think. Uh, and then if it turns into like, like the Randy Couture scenario where they bar him from USC events and um, he doesn't get his Hall of Fame recognition, it'd be, it'd be so devastating. Considering yeah. he sold out uh, the, uh, in the Canada venue with 70,000 people, like how much money through the gate was like $13 million. So surely the UFC owe him, not he owe the UFC. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, mean yeah, I totally I understand what you're saying. That's, that's my feelings on it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that, well, I don't think anyone's saying he wasn't a great champion. I think Dana just wanted him to give Hendricks a rematch, but at the same time, George put it all on the line. You know, the guy every single time, you know, dominated so many people. It's like if the guy, if George St. Pierre wants to retire, that's to me, it, that's his choice. I mean, right? I mean, that's yeah. you know, yeah. he's such a good guy. He's so he's, he's so normal considering how um, celebrity he is and uh, how rich he is. Like, yeah. he's got so much money. He's He's, I would love that visa card of his. Hey, you can go to a, you can get to a Ella Carte restaurant and just thirty people and not even look at the bill, just give them the card. Yep, put it on my tab. Did you guys so, ever party together? Ah, uh, yes. So, so um, <laughs> this is how much of a legend George is. So it was. I think I was twelve weeks out before his camp started, and um, he brought me to Canada. And as I got up to the airplane, goes, um, I bought you the, I bought you early for two reasons. One, I want to get to know you, and two, I want to party with you. That's like. <laughs> Yes, how cool are you? This is the best thing ever. But I couldn't keep up. George is a—he's a—he doesn't drink as much, but he just likes to sing. Wait, so what were these parties like? Okay, were there just naked girls everywhere? Oh no, we were just in the clubs. We just went to the clubs. You guys were dancing, and you had girls come up to you, right? Tons of girls. Oh, not so much me, George. I mean George, George. right? So George is surrounded by chicks. George is um, it's just 
we, how's this for our story? So we walk into the VIP, we, we walk from one side of the club to the other, and just as we're about to reach our table, the whole club stops, turns, and then every single person walks towards us. And it, we were so intimidated. By the time we hit the table, without stopping, we had to just turn around and walk back out because of, um, it was, like, too overbearing. It was like, okay, thanks, everyone. We're gone. Um, he has – I've met famous people in my life, and it's always cool, but George is a different level. I, I've never met anyone – it's like walking around with um, a beetle or um, Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> crazy. Well, uh, the only thing is, is that Jesus could finish. So, so um <laughs> – Ooh. I'm just kidding. It was a, Jesus it, never it, tapped. It was a, George never tapped. Well, except the one time to Matt Hughes. Uh, but no, GSP is one of my favorite fighters, and uh, the guy the guy couldn't be more of a, a uh, class act. Mm-hmm. But I do have to know. Okay, so I'm George St. Pierre, and I'm hanging out with John Wayne Parr, and we're at the club, and there's gonna and there's hundreds of girls surrounding us. George's getting numbers, calling him afterwards. I mean, is he going into a private you know GSP room where he gets to grease I mean I mean what exactly is going on in there um uh I don't know I, I don't know if I'm obliged to, to let out this secret information uh yeah he's uh he's he's, he's let's say he the data on his phone's full from uh possibilities that uh future interests wow <laughs> wow giving girls, giving girls the so, GS penis that's the GS penis <laughs> that's why <laughs> Yeah, good for you. Good for you, John Wayne. And, and, and good for you for staying faithful because you could probably get a lot of his leftovers, you know, or the chicks yeah. that he turned down or, you know. Yeah. Your uh, wife's got to be smoking hot. My wife. My wife's um, actually from California, too. She's American. Oh, no. Wait, where'd you guys meet? Uh, Vegas. She was, um, she was the most famous female fighter at uh, Master Toddy's at the time. And she was, back when K1 was big in Vegas, she was the super fight. What's her so name? She was, like, she was like the Gina Carano of Muay Thai at the time. And then um, I got the opportunity to, to work in Vegas and uh, fight in Vegas. And then um, she was a star. And then we, we locked eyes from uh, across the gym. And then uh, ever since that day, we we're, under, we're under our third kid and uh, almost 12 years of marriage. Wow. Yeah. That's so, a very tough couple. Wait, so what's your, what's your wife's name? Uh, Ange- at the time, it was Angela Rivera. So, and now we, she's um, Angie Parr. So, so she's Mexican? So she- uh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> you did so proud. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, it's unbelievable cook. She uh the best burritos and tacos and uh, everything. It's unbelievable. It's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. We should go visit him. Yeah, we have to come to Australia, man. So <laughs> yeah, I live on um the Gold Coast. It's a uh, it's the the place and what would it be like? It's like the San Diego of America. It's like everyone comes here to to holiday. We've got all the theme parks, the Sea Worlds, the Movie Worlds, the Dream Worlds. We're on the beach. Uh, my my gym's only five minutes from the, the most famous beach in Australia. Wow! So if any anyone you ever, ever want to come and have a visit, you're more than welcome to come and hang out. <laughs> Who's the best guy right now in the UFC from Australia? <clears throat> Uh, well, Colin Oaks are doing the Australia vs. Canada, so hopefully he's going to fight um, Patrick Cote. And then we had uh, George Sotoropoulos. George Sotoropoulos, yeah, Sotoropoulos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Elvis. He, 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 was, he was at a high level, but uh, yeah, he sort of didn't go too well the last couple of years. So, And then probably Cole's our, our, our biggest um, hope at the moment. Uh, we also have um, Anthony Paresh. Yeah. And he's so, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's sometimes he's hot, hot and cold as well. Um, he's had some pretty tough fights. Um, who else we got? 
Yeah, he lost to Bader, but he he, yeah, he knocked out Vinny Magalies in what like yeah, fifteen that was seconds. Big upset. That was amazing. I couldn't. I didn't believe that was going to happen. I thought he was going to get murdered. Yeah. So come out. And that, <laughs> so who do you yeah. like? Do you like uh, Patrick Cote or Noak? I like Noak. Um, I think it's a hard fight. Patrick's very good, very skilled, very tough. And but Kyle's my mate. Kyle's my brother from another mother, and and, he, and he's training with uh, the uh, Greg Jackson. So mm-hmm. hopefully he does his uh, all the work in the gym and. He's hanging out with John Jones and all the boys there, so mm-hmm. hopefully they're going to raise him to another level, and, and, and hopefully he's going to shock the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. Noak's a great guy. I, I've got a, I've got a chance to uh, spend some time with him though. Great guy and, and super yeah. tough fighter too. Yeah, he's cool. Mm-hmm. He's really nice. He's a really good boy. We've had a couple Australian ring girls on the show before. Uh, the the one guy who's dating Ross Pierce, one girl, the one girl who's dating uh, who's dating Ross Pearson. What's her name? She's uh, she's she's a couple of UFC ring girls. We had a couple of them. Uh, they were smoking hot. Forgot the girl's name. The, the blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we, did we have her on? Yeah, what was her girl's name from Australia? What? Something like that. It's like Kessler with a K. Yeah, yeah, something with a K. I forgot her name, but she's, she's hot. Australian girls, I find, are like, I, I had sex with an Australian girl one time, and then mm-hmm. afterwards she goes, that's all you got? Like, they're, they're, they're very... That's all you got, mate? They're, they're very forward and uh, abrasive and hot, and they put out... That's all you got. <laughs> have you heard of the Aussie French Kiss? Aussie French kiss, what's that? Anal? It's like a normal French kiss, but we do it down under. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, so you, so you got a big fight. Where can we watch your next fight? Uh, I'm hopefully going to try and do a, a live pay-per-view stream. So I'm working on all the uh, logistics now. And then I, I'm, I'm, I really want to get the, my CMT, the cage Muay Thai, off the ground. So uh, I think this is the first move forward to try and get it more international. So and then the guy I'm fighting, he's from the French superstar. He just had a fight on the weekend, winning by second round knockout, winning a third world third world title. So he's very heavy hands as well. So and MMA gloves is going to be tough. So being the promoter, I, I don't want to bring out a, a guy that I'm going to just knock over and, and be the man. I'd rather uh, do it the hard way and, and really test myself. And this guy's going to bring it. So I know it's great. Uh, no, I noticed that all the guys, a lot of guys that, that you know who have their own promotions, they put themselves against guys that they think they're going to destroy. And you go up against tough, tough dudes, man. Yeah, uh, um, I've done it all my career, and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel comfortable if I if I got myself an easy one. And the crowd would know too. And I, I, I got so much time building my legacy, and then the last thing I want to do is uh, shoot myself in the foot and give myself a, a wood duck. So I, I need to lay it, uh, put my head on the pillow at night time and. And really um, scared the bejesus out of myself. It's like, oh man, what have I done? <laughs> I, I a lot of final question: What do you think about Tyrone Spong and his uh, his uh, chances in, in MMA? I reckon Tyrone's a, a beast in, in kickboxing. I don't think he's really been tested yet in the MMA world. His first two fights uh, for the World Fighting Strike uh, Fighting League. Yeah, I think that that first guy he fought. Oh my god, Angel was, with a horrible re- physique. Yeah. <laughs> he, fought, he fought that guy, that, that boxer, that never had an MMA fight in his life. He didn't even know what a leg kick was, let alone uh, the ground. So I, I don't think he's been tested. I think um, the whole – the Rampage feud is uh, – Hilarious. It, it, hilarious, yes. <laughs> uh, if, it's just, if, if Rampage stood with though, Rampage would have a difficulty walking because Thorin uh, would kick the uh, stuff out of his legs. But – if, if uh, Rampage went into the ground, though, that would be a different yeah. element. So. But I, I, I wish him all the best. I think Tyrone could be the, the new sort of gene that's going to come out through the, through the woods, woods. So, fingers crossed. Well, thank you, John. Thank you for coming on our show. Anytime. Good luck with your next fight. 
You're a legend, man. Nothing but respect from us. Uh, thank you very much. And I look forward to giggling at your uh, Twitter post in the future. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it, John. Thanks, John. Later, buddy. Thank you. I love Australian people, man. They're, they're, they're class acts. Mm-hmm. That guy's a beast. They're awesome. One, there's a few, of the, a few of the motocross riders I know that are, that are from Australia, and they're just the, the, the most awesome people I've ever met. Like, yeah. Great you a motocross guy? Yeah. Big are fan. You? Big fan. Do you ride? Yeah. I do, too. That's crazy. Do you ever get nervous? Do you make it hurt doing that? Yeah. You know, I, I got to kind of... Tone it down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, taper it back a little bit. But, you know, I, I love riding. You know, I'm not going to be doing backflips or nothing but man we, i gotta start managing you man honestly no more motocross no more crazy chicks uh no more we got a jake ellenberger focus Straight ahead man yes we got we got to get that world title gas pedal gas That's pedal it. gas pedal we got to get that world title uh so phil veroni texted he will not be on the show today uh something came up uh who knows what i'm sure he'll have a great story about it um i can't wait to hear Our, our next guest uh, was Miss USA 2012, also Miss Texas, and Miss Corpus Christi, which uh, I think Miss USA is a little more impressive than Miss Corpus Christi. How many girls were in Corpus? Anyway, so she, uh, she's now uh, doing jiu-jitsu and documenting it, her path to becoming a black belt. We have Whitney. I think she's a white belt right now. Okay. Uh, so it might be a long documentary, uh, but it's <laughs> right. it's Whitney Miller. Don't they start you off with a white belt? They yeah. just give you one, right? Anyone gets up. a white belt. Right. Yeah. 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 Zero. Strength. So I'm a white belt. Uh, well, I think you have to actually go to a class. You can't just get up. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've been to no gi. Hello? Hello. Is this Whitney Miller? Hey, yes. How's it going? How's it going? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. You're with T-Rex and Jake Ellenberger. How How's are going? you? Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, now, Miss Whitney Miller. Um, um, now, Miss Whitney Miller. Now, you. Uh, I've been watching. I, I watched your video last night. Uh, uh, you. You were a Miss USA 2012, correct? Yeah. Now, was that the Donald Trump one, or I mean, what? What is that the one that we see on TV? So there's three different organizations. There's USA, United States, and America. Pretty much the same exact thing. Different owners, and one has a talent portion. Nice. So and then so, you so you won the yeah. talent portion. <laughs> Sorry. So you won the one with the talent. No. Oh. No. No talent portion on that one. <laughs> we did swimsuit, evening gown, on stage question, and interview. Uh, now you are very beautiful, by the way. Extremely hot. Uh, oh, awesome! Thanks. No, I mean you're you're uh, you're definitely a, a looker. She said that like you just let her know for the first time. Oh, awesome! Thanks. Yeah, I know. I mean, you probably <laughs> get that all the time, before. right? <laughs> No, no, not I really I honestly don't, to be totally honest with you guys, I I really don't. No, did but but didn't you grow up now you were a pageant girl from the get go, correct? Like you were were you like um did like the honey boo boo pageants? I mean were, were you <laughs> Yeah, my little little sister is honey boo boo. So yeah, of course I grew up doing it. No, absolutely not. I actually did my first um pageant when I was fifteen mm-hmm. and I won that one and then I didn't do anything for six years and then I decided to do Miss Texas um, a week beforehand and I borrowed my dress and everything and decided to go in there and try it out and that one worked out. I won the swimsuit and then went to Miss United States and then that one worked out. <laughs> wow. And now when did you start doing jujitsu? Um, when I handed my crown over in July. So you've been doing so it? I made the announcement. Um, we had like a, you have to do a final walk and so I made the announcement that I was going to go into combative sports 
um, on July 4th, and then I took my first jiu-jitsu class like the following week. So it's only been about six months. Oh, so you're you're brand new. You're so you're I'm brand new. You're brand new, but but you are documenting it. And I saw you at a couple tournaments. You had a good uh, a, a good uh, rear naked choke on that one girl. The, mm-hmm. the the other girl caught you with an arm bar. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. That's what I need to work on. I'm not very good with those the arm bars and triangles, but I love choking people. We could practice. I know that sounds bad. But she loves I really choking do. people. It's, one of my, it's like my move. <laughs> you, you love choking people now. Uh, now, are you planning on going to like out, mixed martial arts and like crossing over and doing other, or, or just strictly jujitsu? Uh, well, right now I'm just doing jujitsu, but I am training for both, so I can definitely see myself crossing over at some point. Nice. So now that you've relinquished your crown, you've pretty much got all the mileage out of your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, hopefully, it won't be. I won't damage myself too much. Who knows? I did see uh, one of the Invicta fighters. I guess Caitlin Young posted a photo of her um, mm. face after she Post took fight. a knee during training, and yeah. that was absolutely terrifying that's the thing that's like i told my dad about you i was like yeah dad i got this girl coming on she was miss usa and now she's doing my dad's like what is she nuts well he's like he's like, what, he's like what's wrong with her no, that's Fallon Fox. and that's no i mean that's a lot of i mean you you said your mom started crying when, when, when you told her and your dad thought you were oh, crazy yeah. i mean isn't there a part of you that's like your, your face is so beautiful right now that aren't you kind of worried about getting it your nose broken and your teeth knocked out and a little bit worried but I'm, I'm honestly maybe I should be more worried because everybody else seems so freaked out about it mm-hmm. so I don't know I mean right I, now I'm honestly not but maybe I will when it's too late I don't know it sounds so bad just go ahead and get a tooth knocked out really quickly and then just go balls out from that point on well I'm already ugly now so I can just go for it that, that is a <laughs> horrible horrible advice that is a great plan T-Rex great <laughs> Now you are. Go for it. Save my head, everything. Now, Jake, what were you saying? I was going to ask you, how did you introduce um, jujitsu to your parents? How did you come about telling that? uh, Well, I told them at the pageant that I was going to announce that I was going into combative sports. And I just showed them, you know, a video of jujitsu. But then, of course, Ronda Rousey comes up and they start looking mm-hmm. at the Rousey fights and her breaking arms mm-hmm. and all of these bloody MMA fights. So my mom's crying. She's screaming in the corner. My dad like doesn't even want to talk to me. It's almost and like you told him you were dating a black guy. I know. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my mom started no, crying when I told her that. That you were dating a black guy? Yeah. I can handle the gay thing. Is the black part? I can't. Yeah, yeah. My my brother actually fought a guy with the nickname the Unbreakable Heavy Hitter, and my mom was like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious? That's his nickname?" And we're like, "Mom, you know you can give yourself your own nickname, right?" Oh, okay. Yeah, and it yeah. was like you know, just like, come on, mom. Like it's so. Mine was antidepressant. That was my nickname, Adam antidepressant. Antidepressant. Nice. Now, now you do seem like a cool girl. How old are you? Twenty one, twenty two. 24. 24. Okay. Now, uh, do you have a boyfriend? I do. Oh, all right. Interview is over. Yes. So, <laughs> calling in next. So you have a boyfriend, and uh, what does your boyfriend do? He is the CEO of Onnit Labs. Oh, come on. This is really? Uh-huh. So he's a millionaire. How old is your no. boyfriend? Do what? How, how, how old is he? 
He's 32. Uh, that's not that. <laughs> I love not... that we go into my love life. <laughs> no, because you're a hot girl, and how long have you been dating this guy for? We've been together almost two years. Okay. You gonna you gonna marry him or? I don't know. I mean, it's a possibility, but mm. he's the one that has to put a ring on the finger. Mm. Damn. <laughs> I guess I could propose, but that might be a little weird. Now, I mean, do you think maybe that you're getting into jiu-jitsu and all these combat sports because you're kind of angry that your parents put you in these beauty pageants and that you're angry about having a boyfriend and you just want to get it out and, like, choke somebody and, no? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like rebelling. Absolutely. <laughs> no, are you? And no, has it? Honestly, though, I I have noticed sometimes, like when I uh, when I I've done a couple jujitsu classes and when I wrestle and take boxing classes, that my sex life is better uh, because I'm um, my testosterone's up and I um, I could just actually like. Have you noticed that with you? Uh, well, I don't know if I if my testosterone is increases as much as yours, but. Um... I'm definitely more flexible, so that that helps. <laughs> yeah, I bet. No, I actually became more flexible watching your videos. So, uh, no. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, does your boyfriend train at all? Uh, yeah, he doesn't train as much as I do, but he's trained for years and years. No, and we got a guy sitting in the studio that'll knock him out. By the sport. Would, uh, would your boyfriend sponsor Jake Ellenberger? Because on it's a big thing, right? Isn't on it like one of the? That's one of the major sponsors. What, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, what does Onnit Lab do? What do they? What exactly does Onnit Lab do? Well, it's all like functional foods and fitness equipment, unconventional training, and um, all natural supplements that actually work. And they just don't have any crap in them. So, for me, taking their Stream Tech Sport for jujitsu, I don't get like that jittery feeling that some of the other extreme and intense, you know, pre workouts that you find on the market. You just feel calm and ready to go and you you have another role or two in you after practice do you, do you work for them as well that was a sales pitch right did you hear that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, you I don't but i just take all their stuff okay. so i actually really like it <laughs> now now when i meet a girl like you which is rare but when i do meet a girl who's a beauty queen and uh who's who's as hot as you are and 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 whatever i get very you know I, I kind of know that I'm, I'm not going to land you or, or sort of I'm just kind of like throw a couple of Hail Marys because it doesn't seem like I don't know. I kind of take myself out of the game. How does a guy like this guy, your boyfriend, pick you up and end up sleeping with you? Take us through that process. <laughs> How did he yeah. actually do that? Yeah. Well, I came to him and <laughs> asked him to sponsor me for the Miss United States pageant and then was like, hey. Or he told me, hey, let's work out. Let's do this. Let's go to lunch. And so we ended up working out. And I'm really, I know a lot of girls say this, but this is so true for me. If you can make me laugh and if you can keep up with me in the gym, then I'm pretty much sold. Oh, and so that's kind of how, how it happens. Have you met Adam Hunter before? <laughs> I, could be, I can make her laugh. You <laughs> don't know about keeping up with her at Have the gym. Have you been to L.A.? <laughs> so, so how long did it take for him to like, get you to put out? <laughs> Um, let's see. I don't know. I mean, you know, when it works, it works. <laughs> I mean, that means pretty quick. Yeah, so like two dates? Oh, I know. I definitely put on the first date. You no, pro- I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah, so you're about to be a spokesperson for our podcast. <laughs> that is going to be our, our by the way, our that's going to be the co-host. <laughs> yeah, your new co-host, and that's our new quote for the thing. I put out in the first date. Great. Just so you know, it was going to be Whitney awesome. Miller. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Now, does your boyfriend get jealous at all that, that you know, you train jujitsu and you're in the guard and you're in a lot of different positions? Does that, does that make him angry? I mean, does he get at all envious about that? 
Not that I know of. Um, he doesn't express it at all. And I've never really um, been in an awkward situation with a guy during jiu-jitsu, which has been nice so far. And I hope to keep it that way. So you also train with Cub Swanson? Um, I've trained with him before. He's not like my trainer. But, yeah, I've trained with him before. He's on the On It Fight team. And so um, that's one of the cool things about being with these guys is that we get to bring some really great fighters in, and they're very welcoming and um, want to show me whatever they can. Now, now you, now I've noticed you've gotten a lot of attention, though. Like you were on the um, cover of uh, you know the Underground and Bleacher Report and Bloody Elbow and all these MMA websites. Do you think is there any resentment towards like from other girl fighters who are like, all right, this is getting ridiculous, like? You know, I've been doing this for five, six years. This girl's doing it for six months. And how come I don't get articles and stuff like that? Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, I honestly didn't expect any of this attention whatsoever. I didn't even want to post a video at first. I was like, eh, I don't really like it. No one's going to be interested, whatever. And so when I got this attention, it completely blew my mind. And I've definitely heard, you know, girls here in Austin and other girls talking about, just exactly what you're saying. Hey, I've been doing this for years. I don't get any exposure. Haters. And now I have like this huge target on my head because everybody wants to beat up the beauty queen, you know? Yeah. But, um, Haters don't I hate. Mean, at this, I just have to keep training Haters and showing them that really just to make them shut up. But you're, you're a uh, white belt, correct? Yeah. So you're going to be going as other white belts. So you're going to be okay for a while. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I'll be okay for a while. That's fine. But I mean, like in training, you know, like tomorrow I'm going to a gym here and where it is that I'm going there to train. And so there's a lot of girls that want to go there and, you know, see what I, what I have to do. And they want to go there and show me that this is their gym and that I can't walk in there and, you know, be Miss Beauty Queen or whatever. So you're, I have, like, you notice that, like, in practice, girls are trying extra hard to tap you or men are either too, but out of, out of, out of practice. Have you, have you noticed um, that situation at all? Um, a little bit, but not as much as I thought. I think t- kind of tomorrow is is going to be the the day if that happens. Okay. Well, good luck. Yeah. I w- give you. us a give us a I'm report. Need it. Thanks. I'm a little nervous here. No, I mean, listen. First of all, there should be somebody with you to make sure that there's no bullies because that's kind of bullshit. I mean, girls shouldn't be going to a gym just so they can say they beat up a Miss America. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, right? I mean, what? Yeah, what, what, I agree. I mean, what is that? I mean, for, I mean what is that going to prove to anybody? Exactly. I don't know. I agree. I mean, I'm Haters. putting in as much work as anybody else is. I don't understand why people want to beat me up. Envy. <laughs> Envy. They're, they're jealous. jealous. They, I mean, but I mean, they're jealous, and, and also, but you know, you just have to be. Uh, you, 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 I think you have to be careful. I mean, but you want to do acting, right? Acting and hosting. Um, not so much acting. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind doing hosting of some sort, but right now, I'm definitely doing this. Okay, here's my advice for you. Okay. Don't get into <laughs> don't get into getting punched right. in the face. You're 23 years old. You're gorgeous. You're hot. I understand you like jujitsu. Keep that up. That's a beautiful sport. It's a great martial art. Don't get into real fighting. Uh, go become a host on the E Channel or or, uh, or on Spike or one of these things. Take your use what you have. You're very articulate. You're beautiful, and don't get the you know. Right? I mean, I hate to be a, like a dick. I mean, if, you want, if, that's what, if you want to be a fighter, that's what you want to do. But I, I, if I was your manager or your career advisor, I would say keep training, but use what you have because guys obviously want to look at you. You've you got a good sponsor. You're, you're, you're dating your sponsor. Just you know, use all these things for your advantage, but don't get 
don't ju- don't hop into a, an octagon until you're you know I, I don't know. I mean, do you guys agree? I, I do. I mean, the reality of the situation too is is it's such a long road. Yeah, like uh-huh. he would have. I think she would have had to start already. Have been started. <laughs> mm-hmm. to I mean, make it to the UFC. And, and two, you know, just even to add to that, like you, you really have to dedicate your life if, if you want to, if you know, if you want to compete in the in the sport of mixed martial arts and succeed at the highest level, you gotta have to dedicate your life to it. That's just the reality. Wendy, I'm not being a hater. I'm not being a doubter. No, no, no. I, I totally, I hear what you guys are saying for sure, and I'm not saying that I'm for sure gonna make the switch over to MMA. But mm-hmm. for me right now, I just kind of have to go through this journey and see what's up. I mean, because I hear, I hear all that stuff all the time from everybody. You know, I ha- only have a few supporters on my side. Um, but right now, it's definitely just jujitsu. And I just can't see myself going to be a host on the E channel and just calling it a day. Like, I need, <laughs> I no, need some competition. I'm not saying to call it a day. I'm not saying to call it a day. I'm, not, I'm just saying that you, I, you're the one. I'm reading your thing. It says you're you want to be a host. That's what you said. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I mean, if if you want to be a host and you have this and, and you have this look and you have this beauty thing, then I'm I'm, I'm just saying I don't want to see you with your nose on your uh, ankle. You know, it's, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why? That'd be awesome if her nose was on her ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe with your, maybe with your legs above your head, but, but above, I mean. right. <laughs> I don't want to, you know. But who am I? Look, I mean, look. You, who knows? Maybe, maybe you can get into it and become the best fighter of all time in three. I mean, things have crazy. This stuff has happened, you know. And I'm, I'm not telling you to not go after your dream. Go after your dream. I'm just saying, if I was advising you as a career, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So absolutely nothing you haven't heard you. before. I, hear you. I don't think you're hating at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I don't. I don't want people to go. Oh, you know, you're you're being a dick. I, 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 a lot of people, I'm sure, would want to see you in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fight. I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it. I would. I would definitely watch it. I just don't want to see. Uh, you know, you got who knows? What, what do I know? I don't know anything. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> but uh, but you are beautiful and you have a very lucky boyfriend. For on oh, it. Thanks. He's definitely on it. You know? He's on it. That's yeah. Right. yeah, I want to be on it. So, but from the back, from yes. So how many? How many? All right. Uh, final question. So how many guys before this boyfriend have you slept with? Do what? Uh, how many guys have you been with in your life? How many guys have I slept with in my life? Yeah. How many guys have been more on it? than I can count? I mean, seriously, it's just been a rampage my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Really? How do I get involved? No. Oh. No. And I'm not going to answer it. But no, it hasn't been a rampage. Jesus. All right. So it's... So it's I, I like her. Uh, yeah. So it's less than 10? Less than 10. Hmm. She, she rolled her eyes after hmm. she said it. I could tell. All right. All right. Well. I'm just rolling my eyes at, at you guys. All right. So. All right. Well, that's... uh. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah, okay. You can find me on yeah Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Miss Two Jits M I S S the number two and then J I T S and then on the YouTube channel we'll be posting all kinds of videos and workouts and recipes and all that good stuff. Have you ever fought anybody at a at a beauty pageant? No, uh. but I feel like that would. I actually thought about that when I was handing my crown over. I thought that maybe we should have 
like a fight off. Whoever wins the title from me has to fight me to take the crown. That would have been great. Like, as soon as you're about but to hand was, over the crown, you just snatch the person's arm and put her in a rear naked choke and choke her to sleep on stage. Yes. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would have been awesome, right? Yeah. It, the idea totally got shot down. But, oh well. Now, when you're, now when, you're, when you're in bed, do you use chokes at all? Like, during, during sex or no? No, I don't. I don't tend to choke my partners. Oh, that's very nice of you. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I, that might be a little weird. Yeah, right. no, I'm just saying. I've I've had girls <laughs> do it to me. I, I've actually tapped out before. Um, <laughs> Jay, really? No, I had a girl, one girl that liked to choke, and I, it's cool for a second. Then I'm like, all right, this is I I don't want to. This is it, it was crazy. Then Mazagati came in late. It was it was a whole. <laughs> It was a very, no, this very. This is not real. Is this real? Like, no. This yeah, real yeah, 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 yeah. Really, Mazagati was in my bedroom and and walked Fucking in. Steve was in my closet again. And then and, and then Dana. Cur- Tommy came out of the closet. And then Dana cursed him out. It was a whole. It was a whole thing. It was. It was a very, very strange. Did you get a bonus? Interesting. We should be talking about your sex life instead of mine. Yeah. I know. Well, because you won't tell me anything. You said you've been with less than ten guys, which I do not believe. Maybe, maybe you know, during high school. But I mean, there's no way. I don't know, but you, but you seem like a, a very quality person. So I, I do think that it would be very hard to get a finger in there. And, and um, so I think that uh, you're, you're, you're a very beautiful girl. You are a very, you have a very lucky boyfriend, and uh, whatever you do, you're going to be successful at. So. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. No problem. Well, good work, and I'd uh, love to have you back on the show. And when you're in L.A., we'd love to have you come down to the uh, studio. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be out there soon. I'll let you guys know. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. You were great. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Whitney Miller. Uh, I don't know what, the, what just happened, but, but she's... Uh, I think we probably blew Jake's chances happened. of getting sponsored by Onnit Lab. it. <laughs> no. You know, it, it always fascinates me too. What what motivates someone to fight? You know what I mean? Everyone has different reasons. I want to be world champion. I want to, you know, I want to make money. I want to be famous. Whatever it may be. And it's like, and for, even for females, it's like, okay, well, why do you want to be a fighter? You know, and, you know, maybe she just enjoys. I and and this is just my opinion. Maybe she doesn't really understand the reality of the sport yet. She's just getting into jujitsu. You know what I mean? So who knows? Well, when she gets blasted in the face, like. Well, with a punch. But the thing is, is that she's obviously likes att- attention. The girl. I mean, you don't become a beauty pageant winner if you don't like attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's found this niche of jujitsu, and you know, which is great. You know, because jujitsu, I I would say you're not gonna, you know, come out of it. You can get beat up in jujitsu class. You mm-hmm. can get mm-hmm. you can get your arm broken, or you can get turned. But you're not gonna get really a good teacher is gonna know. It's a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. No one's really gonna. You know, yeah, injuries are not real common in jujitsu. I mean, and anybody who's like a real black belt or a high level is gonna know to toy with somebody. When I rolled with Gokor, you know, he wasn't he wasn't trying to hurt me. You know, he he knew the level I was at, and he kind of figured, okay. And same thing with like even wrestling practice. You know, mm. you can get slammed on your head in wrestling practice. It's pretty intense. But you're, you, it's, I mean, I coach kids. Mm-hmm. When you get into fighting and mixed martial arts. That's not something you want to really play around with, and I'm not saying she is, but at the same but time, there's a lot of a lot of fighters that do. Like they're, they're you know, they're fans of the sport. You know, they they have a tap out shirt, and now they want to. Oh, this is my hobby. I want to be a fighter. This is not a hobby. You know what I mean? Like, you go in and train at a high at a, at a gym with some with some great fighters, and I I mean, 
in the past nine years, I couldn't tell you how many times I've got my ass whooped. So it's yeah. <laughs> my advice is don't do it. And she's gonna have a mark on her head. I mean, she's gonna have a. I mean, she's really because she's already getting six months. She's twenty four. I never seen anybody with six months of training all of a sudden be on the cover of the underground foxsports.com, mm-hmm. uh, bloody elbow. I mean, it's a story, but let's not. Because I don't want to see this girl just get, the, I mean, annihilated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's maybe, maybe I'm being a parent here. I'm not even a parent, but I'm, maybe I'm being more concerned. I mean, she is smoking hot. I would watch her take a dump. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying. So, uh, Fabricio Verdum. We got Verdum. Then we got to talk about the jail situation. Then we got to pick the fights. So, uh, we're, we're, we're running down the stretch, but you know what? I think you're enjoying the podcast. It's been a pretty good podcast so far. I'm like enjoying it. it. I like it. Alright, it's too bad <laughs> Too bad, thanks DJ <laughs> Oh man, my producer DJ uh, Is a very, very nice guy And I like him mm-hmm. But he's a, one of these guys He's a, got a, he's an instigator You know, <laughs> For example, last week he schedules me and Shao At the same time And then goes, Adam, run the other way You know, <laughs> So he just has these He's one of these He's a very bored guy yeah. Those are the people You have to work out people, When people are bored at work They just do things To make themselves laugh so amuse yes. in, 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 in my defense yes. I saw you looking I saw him looking And I said You know what I'm a big guy But I don't want to Come between Anything Yeah And I'm like You know what It looked a little awkward It did yeah. It did And I'm like Does Shab not like you? No He doesn't? Nah There were some jokes said But then I'm like <sighs> Get Jake. over it Yeah And I'm like Jake's already here you know what? Jake's over there, Adam. Go over there. We'll be. I'll be right there. And I was more trying to direct. So I had to run behind it. Jake. You know how like, like a, you know how like a parent, yeah. like a little kid sees his parent and something scary, so he runs behind the, guy, the parent's leg, right. or like a, my, my dog like runs behind my leg. It was basically me running behind Jake's leg against Brendan Schaub. That's what happened. No, that's not exactly what happened. No. Hey everybody, we got Fabricio Verdum, one of uh, the best heavyweights in the UFC, uh, ranked number three, fighting Travis Brown coming up. How's it going, brother? Hey, I'm good. I'm just my, I, I just finished my training now, uh, jiu-jitsu training. Thank you for the best to have weight in the UFC. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you you are a man. I mean, you, you, you're a, a legend. I mean, you're uh, you've a, obviously you have a black belt in jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and judo. Yeah, you're the first fighter to ever beat Fedor, which... Uh, oh, thank you, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Nice. Now, how did your life change after the Fedor fight? Yes, everything has changed my, in my life, for sure. It's the best fight in my life. Uh, amazing guy, Fedor, but uh, I beat him in six nights, happened, for sure. It changed everything in my life. Now I'm a different fighter now today. I'm training the best camp uh, ever uh, with uh, Rafael Cordero in King Jamaica. Al- Alamberg, you know, mm-hmm. Jake, you know that because he goes all the time there. Mm-hmm. He's different. Uh, I, I just started now like a jiu-jitsu trainer with Cobrinha. He's a eight-time, eight-time is a world championship. Wow. Yeah, I'm very happy now, man. I just uh, keep training. I'm start today at eight in the morning. I'm just finished now my training, conditional training, jiu-jitsu. Roll everything, man. I'm very happy now. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the uh, April 19th. I'm very excited for the date. Now, um, now you're fighting Travis Brown, who looked really amazing in his last fight uh, against Josh Barnett. Uh, <laughs> now, you obviously watched that fight. What, what, what were your thoughts on that fight? Yes, yeah, now it's different. I, uh, 
because of the four, I have the opportunity for uh, Caim Velasquez, but he have an injury in the shoulder. Um, I just uh, I, I I like the idea of uh, fight versus uh, Travis Brown. It's for sure, it's so completely different to my strategy because uh, I'm playing a lot uh, stand up too now Jiu Jitsu, but. Um, because I, mean, I know I don't I don't want they they put him in the ground. I like a, a Barnett. Barnett he go like a beginner guy. He go like a crazy. He tried to take down him the fourth time like a crazy. It's no it's no good idea. Mm-hmm. For sure, uh, Travis Brown is very dangerous in stand up. Yeah, but I'm very confident in my stand up now. Yeah, I'm not just uh, I have five rounds. Five rounds for sure. I have a. Uh, a lot of situations for the going the ground, uh, uh, clean, tight clinch, clinch, everything is five rounds is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. Just, uh, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting and fight with him and stand up. I'm very confident. Stand up, no have a problem. So for sure, going the ground. Yeah, I'm finishing him for sure. <laughs> right. So I mean, are you gonna are you gonna wait for him to shoot, or are you gonna? Are you gonna shoot on, on him, or, or like, or like you said, just try to get it against a cage and sort of like grind him out that way? Yeah, yes, I know. I, he have a good technique uh, in cage. He have good uh, elbows in the cage. Uh, for sure, I don't go the double leg. The same, same thing. Like a uh, uh, Gonzaga did uh, Gonzaga uh, after then uh, Barnett. For sure, I don't go the same same situation. I'm just trying. Uh, um, they take down him. Uh, maybe he try to kick me. I catch the kick. He go on the ground. Uh, Jake Alamberg showed me a lot of things yesterday. <laughs> 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 I have a lot of different techniques because Alamberg is my 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 coach in stand-up. <laughs> nice, nice. Now Ellenberger uh, uh, is very has had some issues with his ex girlfriend. I know that you started fighting because of your ex girlfriend. What? Yes, yes, yes. I'm stuck just because my ex-girlfriend. Yes, it's, it's a long story. Yes, <laughs> different story, yes. Wait, what happened? Your ex-girlfriend said you were a wuss, and you're like, you know, I'm not a wuss, and then became a fighter? No, it's so, diff- uh, so difficult for me, man, because my English is so bad. Yeah, it's so difficult. I mean, I'm explaining English for you guys now. It's very, it's very difficult, I say, for you, the, the history. But that's okay. I mean, look, my English is bad, too, and I'm from uh, America. So it's, it's, it's totally fine. I'm sure, I'm sure we will be able to understand whatever you tell us. <laughs> I'm just, uh, just starting when I have 20, uh, 20 years old. I'm starting just jiu-jitsu because I have my girlfriend in, uh, when I have 20 years old. The ex-girlfriend, my, my girlfriend, the ex-boyfriend, he, he did jiu-jitsu. He, he, he said, Verdun, you want a jiu-jitsu with me? I said, no, 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 I don't like jiu-jitsu, man. Mm. I just like girls. I like a guy, I like a woman. <laughs> he he said, no, 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 just come in here. Just because he wanted, uh, I'm fighting in the front, the, uh, the her. Her is there, in the, in the beach there. He said, come in here. I said, no, no, I don't like jiu-jitsu. Man. I don't know that. No, 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 no. He said, no, come in here, come in here. I go, but he finished me in, in 10 seconds the triangle. He got the triangle. Next day, next day, this is uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, Monday, I go from the, the gym in my city, Porto Alegre. I go there. Yeah, I started the jiu-jitsu. He, after one year, I got the world championship. 
Wow. I see him. I see him after one year. I, I see the same guy. I see him. I say, hey, man, how are you? He say, hey, good. Uh, you want the, 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 the uh, little bit of roll with me and now? He say, no, no, no. I have injury my, in my knees. I have injury. <laughs> I, I don't know, but he don't want the, the fight with me after that. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So Tito dated want. your ex. That, that's yeah, crazy. After, <laughs> after one year, he don't, he don't want more. <laughs> wow. So Bellator just signed that guy, by the way, just so you know. After hearing that story, <laughs> Be- Bellator just signed that guy. Now, um, now uh, you trained over in Spain, and you were a, um, you were a brown belt, correct, when you, went, when you moved to Spain when you were younger? But you had no one to train with because you were better, but still got promoted to black belt, which is pretty amazing that you were able to kind of get promoted without with training with guys that you were better than. Yes, I'm, I'm starting in Spain when I got it, the blue belt after one year. When I start, I'm start. Uh, I got it uh, after one year. I got the blue belt after world championship. I go from Spain because my mommy lives there. And my mommy lives there. I'm, I'm just uh, living for all uh, ten years there. I just come back from the, uh, Brazil for a fight in world championship. All year I go, I come back from Brazil, but I all time I'm training in Spain for the uh, judo guys, the uh, Olympic judo guys. I'm training there. Uh, just I'm training myself, just myself with the guys. I don't have jujitsu. I'm starting the, the teach there. Um, I, I'm starting the teach in Spain. I have a lot of students there. Yeah, after then I moved from uh, Croatia. I mean, I go from Croatia. Uh, I I want to help the Mirko Cop. I mean, I, I helped Mirko for uh, two years. Yeah, after then I I fight in Pride for seven times in Pride. Yeah, after I come back from uh, I'm living here now. I'm five years. What was that like training with Crocop? Uh, yeah, it's good, man. I, I just go there because I mean I helped him in the ground. Uh, he never showed me nothing in stand up. He just uh, I just he paid me for months. I'm just uh, help him in the ground, just jujitsu training. He that's it. But uh, he help, he ne- never helped me in stand up. But he's very good guy, nice guy. But uh, he had never shown me nothing in stand up. That's kind of selfish, yeah. isn't that kind of selfish of him to just take what take what you have and then not give anything back? He paid him for it. What say say again, please? Wasn't that kind of selfish of him to not show you anything? I, I don't understand the question. Uh, what, wasn't that kind of selfish of Crocop to just take what you did? Ah, yes, I, I don't know, what, but because he paid me, he paid me just for teaching him. Oh, yeah. I teach uh, for him uh, two years. I'm living in Croatia for two years, man. Geez, it's a great wow. city, it's a nice city, everything is good. I learned a lot because I, I learned just because uh, Mirko Kopp had a good discipline. He he got he started twenty six in the morning. Uh, he finished like about uh, ten in the morning. The afternoon have accepted training, but it's very nice discipline. I learned just the discipline with him. Now uh, now Jay told us about there was a story about you and Brandon Chalb that were in a car that you almost got into a, a fight with Brandon Chalb in a car. No no no. Uh, I, I just see Brandon Schaub a lot of times in, in, because he living in in Venice. He, I mean, living in Marina del Rey. He, I see him a lot of times in Gold's Gym because I'm training sometimes in uh, in Gold's Gym. But now I see all the time in him in Burbank because I work as a commentary in the TV in Spanish in Portuguese. 
he he uh, he work uh, we have, we have seen now he work there the same place i see there uh, all the time i see brandon Schaub there but do you do you like brandon Schaub or? yes very good guy uh, i don't have a lot of uh, i don't have a lot of <laughs> i don't talk with him too much but normal uh, hey hi how are you man that but no don't have a lot of I like a friend. I like a, a Jay, a Jake. Jake is my good friend. I right. see him all the time. Uh, have a Babalu, uh, uh, Vanderlei, uh, Liot. This guy is my good friend, but I know him. That's it. But no, I like a, my good friend. Right. So, uh, what do you think would happen if you and Chow fought? <laughs> you, you want him to be Chow up so bad? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just. I was hoping he hated Chow. I hate yeah. him. Good. <laughs> I'm just asking, what would happen? Is this a just a simple question? Now, now, now after now now the word was the word on the street was after you beat Big Nog, uh, Anderson Silva wouldn't shake your hand. Is that is there truth to that? Yes, it's true. After my fight versus uh, Minotaur in Brazil, I'm finishing uh, the fight. Everything's good. I I say thank you, Minotaro. Give big hug him uh, in the coach. Everything good. When I go from the, uh, Anderson Silva, I think he's my friend before. I just say I say for him, uh, Anderson, give him give me a hug. He say no 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 hug not no 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 hug. I it's okay no. When he he no hug me, he's not my friend. I just say give mm-hmm. me one hug. That's it. But he say no 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 no. I no hug you. No no nothing. It's okay. After then, I never talk with him. Never more, no more. Because uh, I think he uh, before is my friend, but he's no no real friend. Mm. Yeah. What? Why do you think he wouldn't hug you? I don't know because I I I'm I'm beat the uh, Minotauro. He's in the corner. The Minotauro. He helped Minotauro. Ah. He's a good friend, Minotauro. But uh, Minotauro is my good friend too. Like uh, I'm fighting with him. Uh, with him. After then, I I hug him. Minotauro, after then, I, I don't know why uh, he don't hug me. I don't know why. I don't know. Hmm. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. You should, if you ever fought Askren, he would, he would hug you the entire time. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just so you know, Ben Askren. Now, uh, now one of the guys uh, you fought was Roy Nelson, and I've never seen a guy take more of a beating than Roy Nelson. Oh, my gosh. Do you, uh, do you think he has the eight strongest chins in MMA? <laughs> Yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> he has like a. I remember Roy Nelson because before you remember Tanky Abbott. You remember? Then uh, body. You know uh, Tanky Abbott. Yeah. Tank Abbott. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tanky Abbott. The same idea because uh, Roy Nelson is, is is crazy, man. You punch him, kick him, he comes all the time from front. I I don't know. He stepped all the time from front. Uh, he's crazy, man. I like because uh, I, I win the, the best fight in the night. It's good money this time. Very nice money. Mm-hmm. He, I like this fight because I, I show uh, my stand-up this time for everybody. Everybody see after, after this fight, this guy say, we're doing a complete fight today. It's very complete fight. Because before, the guy say, uh, the guy say uh, we're doing just to shoot you guys. But after the Roy Nelson fight, I like my stand-up. I like to, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took a knee. Dude, I was going to say that... that um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, if we're doomed to a knee, Dropped Roy a knee Nelson, on, him. on his, his chin. Jaw, right. And I could not believe Roy Nelson didn't fall down. 
Yeah, I fell down. Stood him up, right? <laughs> That's the one that stood him up when he was down low, and he like put mm-hmm. that knee like, bow, and he just stood him up, and I was like, good God, I thought, still I thought Roy's head was going to be in the front row. <clears throat> now, uh, now, uh, Verdum, do you want to... Now, I remember um, when you fought Dos Santos, you were the favorite against Dos Santos. Uh, I think... Did you think you maybe may have underestimated him, and do you want to fight him again? Yes, my, my goal now is for sure is the belt. I won the belt. Mm-hmm. I just... Uh, uh, April 19, I show for one more time. I'm ready for this fight. For the I'm, I won the fight versus Caim Velati. For sure, my my next step is uh, traveling Brown. Uh, after I have the belt, maybe I want the fight for sure uh, the rematch with Dos Santos. Because this time, this time I, I have a lot of problems in my my life. Uh, um, it's no good moment in my life. I don't train too much. Uh, this time, for sure, he got it. Uh, nobody him, uh, no, nobody know him. This time, because because uh, he fight the first time in UFC. I never watched the the videos, nothing. He he, he got the knockdown me for sure. But I want for sure after I got the belt. Yes, I, I want to fight with him for sure. Uh, the rematch. What about over him? Over him, over him. I fight uh, fought with him two times. In Pride, in 2006, I got the Kimura. And after then, uh, in Strike Force, uh, I lost, but for decision. Yeah, I remember that. Because uh, this time I have, uh, yeah, this time I'm, uh, I'm training too much, man. I'm training a lot, of, uh, maybe seven months for this fight, because the uh, Strike Force, Strike Force canceled two times the fight, cancel one time, cancel second time. He, yeah, after then I'm I'm fighting, but I have a uh, overtrain. This time I have overtrain. I know my body no respond nothing. I'm very tired. I'm very like a, uh, I don't have the power for nothing. Yes, but maybe maybe after I have the belt, maybe I, I want to fight with him for sure. But my next goal now is to fight the Travis, Travis Brown. Yeah, after then I'm waiting for the the Caim Velas to come back. I mean, I'm waiting for him for sure. After I, I got the 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 UFC belt, I'm just commentating TV now. Right. I mean, <laughs> so how do you I'm see how do you see the TV in the belt? So how do you see the Cain Velasquez and fight? Uh, let's say you let's say you beat um, all right. Let's let's suppose uh, you beat Brown and you go up against Cain. How do you see that fight going? Yeah, man. Uh, Cain Velasquez for sure is the best guy in the world. He has good uh, uh, cardio. He's good for um, good pressure, but for me, uh, for me, my game is good because maybe he takes down me. He's okay. I'm good in the guard. I I, I see all the time in UFC. The guys don't have confidence in the guard, mm-hmm. but it's okay. Caim uh, Velas, uh, uh, maybe he takes down me. I just uh, I keep going. I'm try to sweep him in the half guard. I'm try to uh, the finish him. Yeah, I, I have a big surprise when I fight with him, with him for sure. Mm. I want to, I want to fight with him. I, I like him. He's a good guy, uh, but he have uh, he have one thing: uh, the belt. Is there anyone that you don't like? What's it? Is there anyone that you don't like in the heavyweight division? Can I get please? Is there anyone that you don't like? No, no, I like him. I like him. No, I'm he saying, is there anyone? Guy. Is there anybody out there that you don't like? That you don't, that Verdum doesn't like. Me? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, he's a good guy. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yes, n- yes, yes. Now, as far as um, 
uh, Jake wanted to know uh, where the best Brazilian women live in, uh, in uh, Brazil. He wants to know where the hottest chicks in Brazil are located. He actually handed me a note and told me to ask you. So, I, and I, I, know, I know Jake's learning Portuguese. I, um, <laughs> I'm curious. Fabricio's been everywhere. I just wanted to know. So, so. yeah, where are the hottest Brazilians located? Hello? Hello. Okay, yeah, so uh, where are the best-looking women in Brazil? The best what? The, the hottest, prettiest women? The prettiest women? The sexiest? Yeah, the south of Brazil is good. In uh, Florianópolis, uh, Rio de Janeiro is good, too. Yes. yes. Are, you, are you married and have kids, or...? No, yes, yes, I mean... <laughs> 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 I've been married... <laughs> I have one kid. I'm married. My 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 wife is pregnant again. Oh, congratulations! Oh, my, congrats. Maybe maybe my baby coming today or tomorrow. I don't know. Oh wow! Nice. Congratulations. Yes, yes. My my wife is pregnant again. Yes, yes, yes. This so, week is for sure. Maybe I don't know today or tomorrow or, or Friday. I don't know when, but this uh, week for sure. What are, yes. what are your, what are, is one it a boy more, or girl? Grow. I have it, I have it one grow. It's Julia. Yeah. My 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 daughter. He have one more coming. One more. Is Joanna. The name is Joanna. 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 So you yeah. got a baby coming out. Maybe today. Maybe tomorrow. Named Joanna. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's 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 that's, that's great news. Now, uh, is your wife's belly as big as Roy Nelson's? What thing? Uh, who had a bigger belly? Your wife right now or Roy Nelson? <laughs> no, no, for, no, no, my, my uh, maybe Roy Nelson. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, we got to wrap it up, man. You are you're a legend. Uh, you, you're, I think, UFC Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, good luck on your quest to getting the belt. Nice. Thank, appreciate uh, Jake. Thank, appreciate for the opportunity. Ah, uh, for you sure. Thank you, guys. Uh, sorry about my English. My English. Oh, bad. No. Maybe you, you call me next time in, in Spanish. I in, okay, <laughs> Spanish in Portuguese or maybe in Japanese. No, uh, no, it's okay. uh, no, you're fine. You're, you're fine. English, muito bem. You're perfect. You're perfect, man. I'm a try. I'm a try. Nah, yes. you're good, brother. Thanks appreciate for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Bye, bye, guys. Bye, bye. Well, that was Fabrizio Verdum. Why do you get me in trouble with Brendan Schaub now? You, 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 no, you know, he's, he's, I don't know. I know there's beef. That's all. I, you know what I mean? He's, I think he's, you know, he's the political, the political role. The political uh, friends, role. You work together, sure. I know, but I, now You want to hear him say, I'm gonna, I'll smash Brendan's face. That's what you want to no, hear. No, I want to hear that. You, you, you told the story about they were going to fight in the van, yeah. and then, and then I, I bring it up, and then no one knows what I'm talking about. And I'm the, I'm no, the yes. no, I didn't mean to. You know, I, I know what you're saying. But, it, of course, you know, Fabrizio's like... Uh, well, yesterday he's like, ah, man, I, I don't speak very good English. Yeah, come no. on, bro, you, you you speak perfect. But anyway, so was that really Verdum or was that Shaw? You think? <laughs> but, uh, so no, no, he seems like a real nice guy. Yeah, but, and, and you know, I like I like both of them. You know, Brennan's a good friend of mine. Fabricio's a great friend of mine, and, and it's you know we train together, so it's like yeah, you know, just just poking at fun. I thought but, he was gonna go off on. Him. I was expecting all this, and then now it looks like I'm yeah. baiting uh, people into. Well, I apologize for putting you in there <laughs> in this situation. No worries, man. I I'm I'm not used to it. Uh, so, yeah, so that was Fabrizio Verdum. All right, so, um, 
One thing I wanted to uh, talk about was yesterday the news broke on the Ultimate Fighter in Brazil, Chael versus Vanderlei. They got into a huge brawl, supposedly a huge brawl, because um, Chael was mouthing off or says something to Vanderlei. No. Vanderlei took what? a swing at him. Chael ducked under, shot a double, and was on top of him, supposedly pounding him. And then uh, Andre Dida then came over and just Gita. sucker punched him <laughs> while he was on top. And uh, all hell broke loose. That's, that's the report coming mm-hmm. from, uh, mm-hmm. from, the, from uh, the internet. Um, now, you train with Andre Dida? I have. I, I've trained with him for, for uh, he's one of Rafael Cordero's uh, students in Muay Thai. And uh, actually, a f- he's, he's an amazing fighter. He actually fought Eddie Alvarez in, uh, in, in Dream. He had some, some epic fights in, in Japan. But... Um, it's funny he's close with Vandalay and Shogun, and, and uh, that's that's just funny to hear him that he because he really doesn't like Chael. He does. Now, can you see that happening? That that, that whole oh, absolutely. Some people, are, some people are saying it's just to sell the fight pass that this didn't really happen, and that this is all just be, against the fight pass. It's going to be on the fight pass, Ultimate Fighter Brazil, and that this is all big hype, and yeah. somehow Kimbo got involved. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds pretty. First of all, who do you think wins, Chael or Vandalay? Chael. I, I, I have to go with Chael. I mean, you know, and people say he's always oh, a just a wrestler, this and that, whatever he may say, but he, he's one of the best, Yeah, he's one of the best in the sport at, at, at what he does. You know what I mean? It's like people saying, oh, Ronda's only got an arm bar. Well, yeah, she's the best in the world at the, you know, the arm bar. So it's, I would see Chael winning this fight, you know, it's, you know, and, and I wouldn't, Vanderlei, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a little bit older, but I can see Chael had instigating something down there and and the thing about you know Vandalay and Gita and, and the Brazilians they they don't play around like they, you know what I mean they don't play when it's it's not it's not joking you know Chael does stuff sometimes for for fun and, and enjoys it but you know those guys are serious well Chael I guess said that Vandalay is like a that that old grandpa who you never know what mood he's going to be in mm-hmm. and he's completely bipolar and you know I know that um you so know there was steam coming from his ears <laughs> yeah and the, you know and the, right and the thing about Chael though is that um like I could see, I think he's going to beat Vanderlei too, uh, because I just think his wrestling. I think he's going to mm-hmm. take him down and kind of grind him out. I don't think he's going to knock out Vanderlei. No, I don't think he's going to submit Vanderlei, uh, which makes it a dangerous fight though, because exactly. in a five round fight, he could get caught at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's really the equation too. You know, you got twenty five minutes. Okay, you know, you you got a guy like Chael who can take him down probably any time he wants, but. Can you do it consecutively for you know for five minutes for five rounds? That's the question. And uh, yeah, and that's you know I hope I I want Chael to win. I'm friends with Chael. I'm a very nice guy too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Chael knocked out in the middle of uh, the <laughs> octagon in like Brazil with Vandalay standing over. I would I would somehow I would just feel really bad if that happened. Uh, I don't know people why. People are peeing on him as they're kicking Yeah, people out. are just sort of drop a deuce on his. It would just be a really sad scene. Is this Chael just sprawled mm-hmm. out with the? I just don't want to see that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, uh, I mean, Chael's the kind of guy that, you know, he could rebound from it. He's not the kind of guy, he seems like the kind of guy who, like, after Rashad Evans just dismantled him, he went on Twitter that night and said, the judges gave me all rounds. I mean, he's a funny, he's a funny guy. And if yeah. anybody could recover from a loss, it's Chael. Mm-hmm. You know? like, like the Jones fight when he was like, ooh, it came down to the wire, went all five rounds. <laughs> He's funny. It's great. Yeah, he's very funny. He's a very he's very comical and he, he's very talented. I think someone told me his goal is to be on Fox Fox News. Like mm-hmm. he, he wants to have like an O'Reilly report or like a Hannity. That's what I heard. And I could see him doing that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I just 
I don't think Chael's going to fight the kind of fight that Brian Stan fought, where he's going to stand mm. with Vanderlei and just trade punches. And it's not smart either. It really, you know, you, you, you always, anytime you stand in front of somebody and you're swinging, you have the chance of getting knocked out. And Chael, you know, he, it's like, why, why not take the fight where you know you can succeed? And has Chael ever knocked anybody out? Uh, mm. If you look at his record, I don't think he's ever knocked anybody out. I and mean, he's submitted people, he's beaten people, he's grinded mm-hmm. them out. I think he might have won by a stoppage, but has he ever won by... So, uh, you know, Vandalay probably has... Oh, Vandalay has more power than Chael Sonnen, but can Vandalay stop his takedown? Mm. I don't think so. You know? Can you just imagine the the main event when they're when they're just like face to face in the middle of the octagon? Oh, Vandalay steaming out the ears. Brazil's chanting, "You're gonna die!" In oh, Portuguese. it's gonna be crazy. I, Jail has more balls than anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. I mean, the fact he that he, the fact that he even took this fight in Brazil <laughs> is insane. How does he? How, how do you sleep comfortably? He's there for six weeks. Ambient. You know, Phil, I, I, Phil, I, I, Phil Ambient has to be the only way. To, and you know, a lot of people want to want you dead. I don't know how you sleep very comfortably. Sure. Yeah. So if he gets knocked out, they're going to try to bury his body as quick as possible. No, no, he's dead. We bury his body. Don't worry. We, did, we take care of That's a horrible Brazilian <laughs> accent. But that, that was amazing. They drag his That was pretty good, actually. Body out. That was like, like Count Chocula. <laughs> so. It's because I'm black. It had to be Chocula. <laughs> yes. That's exactly why I made that reference. All right, Boo Berry. Oh. <laughs> So uh, this show, the shows always get better. It's awesome. Somebody was funny because they, you know, on the uh, on the underground, they wrote you know the Chael thing, and then and then <laughs> and then and then somebody wrote that uh, that this guy, uh, what's his name, Dita? Gita, yeah. No, the, the guy that, that, that you yeah, know, Andre Gita. Yeah, that uh, Gita should fight Edmund in the uh, the Ultimate oh, Fighter washout. So somebody, somebody, somebody put that. That's that was, great. That was really funny. Although I'm sure Lazy would come on and say that. Edmund would win. So uh, we have to get Lazy back on the show. I like having Lazy. He's a cool guy. Very cool guy. So uh, the fight's this week. Um, now, it's, it's a big UFC 169, big card. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Faber versus Barrow is the headliner, which is kind of strange because I, you would think the main event would be Aldo versus Lamas because Aldo is also the champion, and he's yeah. arguably, I mean, he's a bigger champion than Barrow. Mm-hmm. I guess when you include Faber's star power, then you have that. But I would sure. think it would be Aldo. So let's take uh, the first fight. Uh, Faber, who fought he, f- f- uh, four times in the past year, mm-hmm. uh, he's fighting Barrow, who he's hasn't four, lost. Four-fight win streak? Four-fight win streak. Okay. He's fighting this fight on short-term notice against Barrow, who hasn't lost in eight years. Mm. Uh, who do you think wins and why? You go first, Jake Ellenberger. You know, I, I'm a... I'm a big fan of Henan Barrow, uh, and and I've gotten to go to you know in Rio and, and watch him train at, at Novignon and and just to see the way um, Andre Pettinier's their their head coach, the way he works and stuff, and it's it's uh, it was it was awesome. It was a great experience um, to see how they train and, and these guys, man. They're how do these guys train? They they train they're they're crazy. They're they're there's like in, in when I was there, there, there's so many fighters around the mat, and like if you have a fight, you're in the middle and. If it's sparring day, you know, they'll have a, a new guy come in every minute for for five minutes. Then you get like a 30-second break. And, then, and you'll do that for like six rounds. So you get a fresh guy every minute. And it's like, I mean, these guys are prepared for Did you go up against Barral and Aldo? No. Um, Jose Aldo was actually, I think he was hurt when I was there. Um, Tal- Talis Lytus was there. Barral was there. Um, so it was cool to kind of see, the, see how they train, though. And They train together, Barral and Aldo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I, I just I don't I don't see Brown losing. I really I don't. I mean, I I am a 
um, a Uriah Faber fan. He's uh, and he really impressed me in his last fight against McDonald. I just don't see how he's gonna beat Burrell. I agree. Same thing. I'm a big fan of uh, I'm both of them. Um, and uh, I've met Uriah Faber. He's a really cool guy, but I don't think he has anything for uh, for Hendon Burrell. You know, and the other the other aspect. Hendon Burrell's a beast. He yeah, is. He really beast. is. And when you fight somebody again for the second time, you know, it's like, okay, we, we both kind of, you, you kind of know a little bit of what they're going to do, so. It's not because he has a better butt chin than you? I would still think I do, but. Nice. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, fighting this, the second time, it's, he, he already has an idea what he's going to do. So. That girl Whitney had a butt chin, too, by the way. But, but it, on a hot chick, it's not a butt chin. It's just a, 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 a cleft, you know. Right. It's a, on, on a guy, it's a butt chin. Right, but, try, uh, to, try to, uh, <laughs> to line up the line. In the middle of your scroll, anyway. <laughs> Too much. When Uriah was born, the doctor slapped him on the chin. That's how. But so, anyway, I actually wrote a joke about there's a sex move called the uh, Dominic Cruz when you're banging a chick for like, uh, you know, and then you pull out and Faber steps in. So, um, which I think is a great joke. So I am picking favor on this one uh-huh. uh, I don't know why I don't have a real good logic I just have a feeling that Faber's gonna win because because Dwayne Bang and Ludwig is on board now maybe because they came on the podcast uh, but yeah. also mm-hmm. because Burrell was losing the fight to Eddie Wineland he lost the first round mm-hmm. he caught him with a crazy wheel kick I mean he might have won the rest of the fight you know, this, who knows what would have happened mm-hmm. but I just think that Faber yeah I think that uh, like you just said Dwayne Ludwig I don't know what he's doing there, but uh, he's taught these guys how to turn over punches really well. And yeah. I just feel like I just feel like Faber's on a. This is the best he's ever looked, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling he'll pull the upset. He, he, he destroyed. No, he, he could. Michael and, McDonald. Anything happen. I would love for that to happen too. I didn't see that McDonald fight going the way it did. And he, I mean, he obliterated he, that guy. He looked impressive. And that guy's from Modesto, which is one of the worst places in the world. But <laughs> so I've been there. I did Fat Cats. I'm not even going to talk about that. You've been there. I've no, been no, no, no. Sure. Uh, Fat Cats. Yeah. It was just this comedy club in the middle of like, I mean, just that, that whole that whole like Modesto, Stockton, Ugh. that whole area is yeah. like the most depressing. But this this town it's like Modesto. Detroit of the West. I was in, but yeah, I was in Modesto, and literally this town had was this little town had Lacey Peterson, uh, who was found right in a lake. It had uh, Gary Condit. Who was at the time Chandra accused Levy. of? And I was like, "What in this little town?" And I go, "What's in the water?" And I said, "Lacey Peterson." And then, <laughs> um, so anyway, too so, soon. Yeah, too soon. People, people, people were booing and then laughing at that. That's uh, funny. So Aldo versus uh, <laughs> what's the water? <laughs> is it is it Lamas or Yamas? I never know. Lamas. Lamas with an L. It's Lorenzo's son. Lorenzo Lamas is fighting uh, <laughs> Jose Aldo. Lamas uh, has, has he has uh, over a hundred wins in in wrestling in high school, but they're all really? over Dan Hardy. Uh, yeah, no, so yeah, no, so he's yeah. fighting Jose Aldo, uh, mm-hmm. but Lamas is, uh, hasn't lost in, in a couple in a, a long time. He actually, uh, really? yeah, he um, he hasn't lost in about three or four years. Uh, he his last fight. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go right now. Ricardo Lamas, his last fight that he lost is blah 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 blah. It was against Yuri Alcantara back in 2010 mm-hmm. in the WEC. He hasn't lost in four years. He's beaten Matt, Matt Greasy. Is it Grice? 
Grace. Matt Grice, who actually just got out of a, a coma, and he's back on the force. So he got into mm-hmm. a crazy car accident, Matt Grice. What? And yeah, this yeah. is a couple of months ago. And he was in, like, I think they removed a part of his brain. He was it was in a coma crazy. For a while. But now he's okay. Now he's back on the police force. Mm-hmm. Um, Glad to hear he's Danny doing Danny Rubenstein's boy. Yeah. Danny Rubenstein. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Lamas beat Grice. He beat Cobb Swanson. He beat uh, Hatsuhioki. He beat Eric Koch. Uh, Coke. Coke. Mm-hmm. Or Eric Coke. Coach? I thought it was Koch. Coke. 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 Eric Coke. So uh, he's on a four or five win streak. Uh, how do you see this fight all about going? Coke. What's that? How do you see this fight going? Uh, you know, this is, this is going to be a good fight. I, I think it's, it's – MMA is the hardest sport to predict, you know, and I, uh, it would be hard to, to not say Jose Aldo's going to, you know, kick his leg off or, or destroy him. But, um, you know, the, the challengers – and I've been in that position. I've been the underdog before. It's like you have so much more to gain and – and, and you're fighting with so much more, so it's it's like these guys who are getting this, these these world world title shots. I mean, you never know. They they have a lot of heart, but you know, I, I'm gonna have to go with Aldo. I mean, just because again, he he's he's a hard guy to beat. Jose Aldo, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Aldo's another. I mean, he's, he's a beast, pound for pound, <laughs> one of the yeah, best. The Brazilian freak. He is a Brazilian freak. He is. There's not. I mean, he, although, how do you think he looked against the uh, the uh, Korean zombie? Say it again. How do you think Aldo looked against uh, the zombie? I thought he the zombie did pretty well. It was pretty closer than I expected. The, the, yeah, I was gonna say the zombie did a lot better than I thought he was gonna do. Hung in there a lot longer. If he didn't dislocate his shoulder, I mean, of course, everybody says you know it had that gone. You know, zombie fans are on zombie's side, and Aldo's fans are on his side. Um, Aldo's but, got South America on his side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and but, but you know, the Frankie Edgar fight was very close. The Edgar versus Aldo. That mm-hmm. fight, I thought Aldo won, but Edgar was right there. Yeah. Um, he, he destroyed Chad Mendez. He beat uh, Kenny Florian in a, a decision. And he also, and he, the Mark Hominick, Hominick won that last round. I mean, who could forget that? But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think this fight's going to be Aldo by decision. Yeah. You know, I think this this kind of reminds me of the, the fight with uh, Chalen Vandalay you talked about. Because could Lamas take him down? I, I bet he could. But can he consistently take him down? For five rounds and not get knocked out? That's a question. Uh, now, if Aldo wins, does he go up to fight Pettis? Oh, that would be a great super fight. That would mm-hmm. be a great fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine uh, who wins that fight. I, I, would, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I, say, I, I would say Pettis wins that fight, but right. supposedly Aldo has a tough time making weight, according to Dana White last night on Fox Sports, and, and it's a very good possibility. That Aldo has a tough time making yeah. weight. Hmm. And... Um, I don't know. I think I think Pettis needs, needs a new tuxedo though, because that that <laughs> yeah. suit he wore last week was uh, was, was was rough. Uh, a very exciting fight is on this card is going to be Frank Mir versus Overeem, because uh, those guys are always in. That's uh, one of those you know those guys. It's like they have such history, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Frank Mir said he's not going to retire no matter what happens after this fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Overeem is on a, uh, coming off a two fight losing streak. Travis Brown, right? Tra- Travis Brown and uh, Bigfoot. Mm. Both fights he was winning. Yeah. So, T-Rex, you go first. <sighs> All right, thanks. All right, yeah. so uh, <laughs> what was that? I'm just... Uh, um, was that a horse because he's horse meat? Is that yeah, why you... Yeah, he's it? horse meat. No, I think that I, I, I'm going to give it to Frank Mir. I'm going to give it to Frank Mir, I think. Frank Mir? How? By submission? Mm. Yeah. I would say submission, uh, only because because uh... he beat John Jones in that bar fight. 
No, man, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't really been impressed with Overeem since he's come over to the UFC. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed by him. Really? Yeah. And if he, you know, and he comes up against like real animals. Were you like, impressed by his testosterone levels? Yeah, when he was when he was on that when he was on the juice, he was a freaking freaking nature. Yeah. Now he's um, now he's over here. And, and he left the Black Zillions recently. He went to uh, Singapore Thailand or, or Thailand or Singapore to train. <laughs> but the Black Zillions, everyone that came on our show was saying that he was not a, t- a team player and yeah. he was a terrible right. teammate and they didn't like this him. and that. Uh, but, but I got Frank Mir beaten, winning by submission. Even though even though last time Mir came out, he got destroyed by Josh Barnett. And lost to Daniel Cormier. Both these guys are owned, are, are combined owned nice. four in the last four fights. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the loser is going to get cut in this fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't and, think uh, Frank Mir is going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cut him either. You know, it's it's a it's a good. It's hard for me. You know, when you when you when you mix the whole the the friends like you can't. You know, I, I like Frank a lot. It's hard yeah. to bet against guys that you you actually are friends with. But Overeem's dangerous. You know, I think if uh, if Overeem doesn't win in the first round, he's not going to win this fight. So I'm pulling for Frank. Frank is 0-2 since joining Jackson's MMA. Um, yeah, so you're pulling. I'm, I, I like Frank Mir. I hung out with Frank. Frank's a crazy dude. I hung out mm-hmm. with Frank in Vegas, and we shot a, a scene for the MMA awards. And the guy is walking around the uh, where were we? In the, the House of Blues. He's got a gun in his back pocket that you could see, and a knife around his neck. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen Frank Mir, mm-hmm. huge, huge guy. guy. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Like, if you need protection, I'm totally screwed. Because if this guy is walking <laughs> around dead. with a, a yeah. gun, I'm like, for, it was. I've never seen him like it. But uh, very approachable, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a hot wife. Uh, Frank Mir had a. He has a super hot wife, and. Uh, Does he? It seems like a, it seems like a really cool guy. Very, very like one of those guys that doesn't necessarily talk to you until you talk to him. Mm-hmm. But once you get him going, he just you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, Got a lot of great stories too. Oh yeah, the stories I, for days. Yeah, uh, I think well he you know he was the UFC champion and a bouncer at the Spearman Rhino at the same time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like back in the day, he won. He needed. I guess they they pay really good money at the Spearman Rhino. He wasn't making that much money in the UFC. And I remember my friend went to the Rhino to a strip club and was mm-hmm. like. Oh wait, that's the guy. That's the UFC champion who just checked my ID. Yeah, he used to be a, a bouncer at a strip club, and then I think I think Mayhem has a story about getting thrown out of that, that club. A bunch of guys I know. So I, I know two guys that were like not Mayhem, but was like, yeah, man, Frank Mir choked me out one night at the Rhino <laughs> because I was I was drunk and being disorderly. So people, yeah. So maybe that's why he has a knife and a, and a gun. Maybe because hmm. of all the people in Vegas he threw out of the Rhino. So uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Frank Mir though, you know, has had like. I don't think he's ever been, except for the Noguera fight, and I guess, well, Roy Nelson, he looked great, but that beating he took from Brock at UFC 100 Mm -hmm. was one of the craziest beatings I've ever seen in the octagon. I mean, I've ne- I mean, you look at the Frank Mir before that fight was like, I know I've forgotten things that he hasn't even known about in jiu-jitsu and I'm at such a high level and this and that, saying all this stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, Brock Lesnar put him in a schoolyard like headlock mm-hmm. basically and just started pounding him. At, like, I mean, my, my, my girlfriend at the time was, was like, she was like, well, this is MMA. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> she's like, I, this, these are the fights that I used to see on a, 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 a playground. I mean, Brock Lesnar was never, and, he, and Mir says that Lesnar was never the same after that, after he got the diverticulitis and he never had that thing in his eye, that, like, that same, you know, that same spark. Mm-hmm. That, that was the thing. When Brock came back, he almost was like, 
you ever watch Major League the movie mm-hmm. when when like when like Joe Boo in Major League Two was like oh praise Jesus and it was so nice and and, and that's kind of how Brock was like hands. he's like it was like a family man it, when, he, when he almost died he came back and sort of lost that whatever he had that that mean. Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. and you. Have- well, he probably had that whole god complex type thing where he felt like he was indestructible and a beast, and then when he almost died, he was like, "All right, let me uh, dial it back." Very humbling. Yeah. Something I'm happened. Sure. Something happened though, man. Uh, it didn't help his fighting, uh, but <laughs> that, I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch Brock Lesnar all day, but that, but he was never the same beast after that. But mm-hmm. that UFC 100, when he did to Frank Mir, and Frank Mir though, then came back five months later or whatever it was, a whole different body. I mean, you look at Frank Mir's body during that Lesnar fight, and then when he came out, when he came back, the, the, he's like, yeah, I just discovered weight training. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. your body doesn't grow like that when you're 36 or 37. I mean, he just started the same he weight training. crossfitting, bro. That, yeah, crossfitting. Mm. Yeah, the same crossfit that uh, uh, Vitor. Ma- you know, Marquez fought against Pacquiao the, the, the fifth time they fought, mm. or the Vitor mm. Belfort, or Overeem. I mean, he was a, he's a different guy. But I don't know if that's really helped him though, because it seems like, you know, he's he's been he's been very hot and cold, Frank Mir. Uh, I do want Frank Mir to win. I'm a, I'm a Frank Mir fa- fan, you know. I think uh, who am I picking? <sighs> yeah, it's pick, tough, right? I'm, I'm picking over him for this fight. Uh, that being said, I'm picking over him. Uh, I is who I want to win. Who I think's gonna win? Mm-hmm. I want Mir. I think Overeem's gonna win. Uh, you know, I'm not saying Josh Barnett hits like a brick. You know, obviously those those knees, you know, crumbled him. But you can't take too many shots like that. And and Mayer took a lot of, you know, he's he's taken a lot of punches over his career. Uh, John Lineker versus uh, this guy's name Ali Bagatinov. Uh, Ali Bagatinov's nickname is Puncher. Puncher. That's you know not very creative, but I guess. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That very get that gets the point. Uh, John Lineker, hands of stone. If I had hands of stone, I'd have one bloody penis. Now, um, <laughs> John Lineker. Uh, Lineker has missed weight. I think his last two times in a row. Uh, really? And in fact, Demetrius Johnson said he, sh- he shouldn't even be in the UFC at, th- at this point because he keeps missing weight. Uh, Lineker is coming off uh, victories, though. He's, he's coming off victories over Phil Harris, uh, Jose Maria. Uh, Azamat Gashimov and Yushiro Urshanati. I just butchered that. I, I, I'm sorry. Urshatani. Is that what it is? Urshatani. Okay. But 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 he, but he lost to Luis Gadnat, who was the who uh, Uncle Creepy calls the green-haired guy uh, in 2012. Mm. So who do you think wins this fight? Um, I'm gonna go with Ali. Why? You know, I don't have great reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna not. shoot you real straight here. I don't have a great reason. And you, T Rex? Dude, I'm, I'm not even ashamed to tell you that I really don't know anything about either of these guys. Okay, mm-hmm. well, one guy's from Russia. Uh, he uh, Ali has been a pro in 2009. Five wins by knockout. Six first round finishes. He's on a ten fight winning streak. I'm going with Ali. He's one and zero. He's one and zero in boxing. Ten fight win streaks. Yeah, so. he lost his father and supported himself when he was two years old. Uh, oh no, for two years. Uh, I'm so glad. <laughs> Since wow. he was two years old, yeah. working when he was two. Beast. They start very hard and they're mm. very early. And finally, okay, I'm going also going for uh, for that Bagatinov. Now, Jamie <laughs> Jamie Varner versus Abel Trujillo. This is going to be fight of the night. Oh, oh, Great God. fight. I'm calling it right now. 
Abel wins this fight. Abel wins the fight by knockout. By knockout. I'm I'm saying the same thing. I'm gonna pull the upset, Jamie Varner, by knockout. Took the fight on short notice. Replaced Bobby Green. Oh, did he? Yeah. You guys didn't tell me that before. Well, <laughs> well, now you know. Now I know. No, that's a good. I, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be fight of the night, though. Both guys are exciting. Both guys are are are, are punchers too. Jamie Varner. I mean, you know, he's actually he's done. He, He's done really well. I mean, well. He lost the last fight to, uh, to T-Bow. It was a uh, split decision. Mm-hmm. He beat Melvin Gillard. Uh, he lost to Joe Lozon. I was at that fight. That was a great I, fight. I, was, I saw you there. Yeah. He beat Barboza. Uh, he lost yeah. to um, Dakota Cochran, who was a gay porn star. Well, No, that was Dakota Cochran. No, no. Dakota Cochran <laughs> actually was on The Ultimate Fighter. He did a gay porn to pay through college. Come on. He was. I wrote a joke that that you know gay porn. Yeah, you, he paid up the ass for tuition. Um, so he <laughs> no, he did. He did. Who's dick to get us to get in this college? No, he really did do gay porn. It was on the Ultimate Fighter, and then he lost to get in the house. That was even the. But he's a good fighter, isn't he from Omaha? He is. He is. So he's he, obviously he gay though, right? No, um, no, he has a wife and kids. He does. On, he has man, a wife man. and kids. Kids. Uh, he is. He went to college at, at Nebraska Kearney. Um, and I've trained with him before, you know. He's a nice, he's a nice guy, but um, he's he's definitely. Did you now? Did you know him when he was doing the gay porn? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> and, and I really, you know, and I, I didn't. I kind of heard this all later down the road, and I, like, I have no idea what's what's facts, what's facts, and what's not. Don't really care. Don't want to know, kind of thing. But he's a nice guy. I mean, I'm not trying to defend him at no, all. No, people he, look, he, people may make mistakes. I mean, uh, they do. And I, I don't even know. He said that that was a mistake. He, need, he needed money. It was, and, and I know but that... You know you could do regular porn too, right? Just, well, I guess... No. Well, I know people that... Uh, I, mean, I know people that are in the industry. And, and supposedly, gay porn pays a lot better than straight porn. Nobody wants to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's what people say. That it pays a lot more than straight porn. Oh. Personally, uh, I wouldn't... I would just do more... I, hetero porn. Yeah, I would, that that to would make, make up the money, right? Well, and or I wouldn't do any porn uh, and just get, figure out another way to make money. And that's you know. But look, look Dakota Cochran, he, he beat Jamie Varner. Uh, it's definitely a uh, a uh, wrinkle in his rectum. Um, but so, but I'm a uh, look. Uh, yeah, who am I to judge? People make mistakes, you know. And uh, I'm, he's a good fighter. He would kick my ass, and, and then maybe do other things to it. But you know, I'm not. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. And uh, Jamie. So I like. I like Killa Killa Abel. Uh, he's. You know, he's doing great. He's mm-hmm. trains with the Black Zillions. He's and he's a friend of the show. Great wrestler, friend of the show, friend of me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Jamie Varner. Varner, I think it was a two-time All-American, right? I'm not sure to be honest, but uh, you know he he's won he's definitely won some fights that he he shouldn't have or people didn't think he would you know when he beat I think Barboza that opened a lot of people's eyes you know do you remember that fight Yeah, yeah. he beat Barboza thought, right thought, that was he beat him quickly I thought, too I thought Barboza was in the whoop his, he knocked him out too yeah yeah everybody did I did too, including myself you know it was I mean? a, the uh, Cerrone fight wasn't that the fight that people got upset with Varner because he said his eye hurt and then he he like didn't continue and people I got think so. people got very upset about that about him they thought he could have continued and, mm-hmm. and you know that's the thing it's like when someone something happened backstage right I, something happened personally though whenever someone hurts themselves or hurts their eyes or you know gets poked or and people are like oh man there was I mean my my first thing is look you you don't know unless you're that person you don't mm-hmm. know if the person's faking it or and I guarantee most of the time they're not faking it something really is wrong and it could be permanent damaging and it, and it sometimes stuff happens I mean and I 
I, I never, I, sometimes I'll, other fighters then start chiming in. Like, oh, really? Blah, 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 Like, Like, I know Abel's the first guy sometimes to be like, there's no way that guy hurt, really hurt himself, you know? And, you know, mm-hmm. look, if a fighter wants to chime in, he can, a fighter can chime in. But personally, yeah. I, it does kind of annoy me on, 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 like, Twitter when someone starts saying, oh, he's pussing out. I'm like, he's not, pu- I don't think he's pussing out. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's really what's going on. There was a fight with uh, Victor, Victor Ortiz, who was a boxer. You know, Victor Ortiz is a guy that mm-hmm. fought Mayweather. Mm-hmm. He fought somebody, um, what did he fight the first time? I think it was Maidana. First Maidana fight. And Maidana beat him, and Ortiz basically quit on the stool after knocking him down a couple times. And then the other guy came back. And I remember Victor Ortiz saying, who's fighting on Fox Sports 1 this Thursday? By the way, Victor Ortiz. I remember him saying... They interviewed him like, hey, why do you stop fighting? And he goes, well, listen, I don't want to get brain damage, and I want to be able to read to my kids one day. And that pissed off a lot of people because they're saying, look, I'm paying to watch a fighter. Like, yeah. if, you, if you don't want to get brain damage, like, don't fight. <laughs> why this, are you a fight? Yeah, why are you fighting? might not be the sport for you. Sure. And to that really, people got very upset over that. And mm-hmm. I understand that, you know. At the same time, I think sometimes people get hurt, and you know, people on Twitter are very quick to judge. There was a fighter recently this happened to. The guy got hurt and said he couldn't continue, and everyone was like going in on him. And I'm like, and I, I didn't want to do that. Lieben, right? Lieben? Was it Lee? Well, Chris Lieben. Oh, Chris Lieben. I don't think it was. I think it was somebody on, a, on the, on the oh, a Fo- okay. a Fox Sports undercard. I forgot the name, but but yeah, Lieben's another guy. Where who wouldn't come out after the? But Lieben recently said yesterday in an interview that he spent most of his money on drugs, and the last three fights he had, his heart wasn't into it. He was strictly fighting for money, and uh, I think that's a danger. That's that's dangerous. That's that's very yeah. honest, and I appreciate mm-hmm. his honesty. And Lieben mm-hmm. is a warrior. I'll always be a Chris Lieben fan. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got that sense that that was happening, uh, especially in the Mark Munoz fight, because yeah. he, he, you could tell he wanted out of there. Yeah. And not that I wouldn't. <laughs> I wanted out of there, too. I was, in the, I was in the corner. I wanted out of the arena. I was like, oh, you, you in Mark's corner with yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. He hit him with some, some punches. That you could hear it. Like, you could, it, was, it was brutal. Yeah. Mm. Now, is that when a guy's taking that much punishment, is that the ref's, you think, obligation to just, even though the guy could probably still continue, the ref should say, listen, this guy doesn't want to fight back, or this guy's looking for a way out? Or Yeah, you know, and that's the problem, too, is this, there's so many different refs, and, it, and so much of it is referee's discretion, too. So I think it, it, is, the, it is the ref's job, but I think if, if somebody wants out, it's pretty obvious, you know? So, all right. Well, UFC 169 is going to be this Saturday night, but. There was a kind of storm brewing in New York or New Jersey, the Super Bowls in New Jersey, where they, where they were talking about moving the Super Bowl to Saturday. That's ridiculous. And then Dana White then said if that happens, he's going to move the UFC to Sunday, which is pretty crazy because the guys are going to make weight and then they have an, an extra day. And then what about all the tickets and the pay? I don't know if Dana was really – if he was bluffing or if he really meant that. You never know with Dana. Mm-hmm. I think he – I mean Dana could easily do that. But it, um, now, if that happens, I mean, what 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 goes on? I mean, is that is that like legitimate? You think that could really happen? I mean, it, it definitely could. I, I it's 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 kind of hard to even wrap my mind around that. But to, to move the Super Bowl day before and then move the, it just seems like a mess. That would be a mess. Yeah, yeah. He you want- literally can't have those two things happening at the same time either. Newark, where the fight's going on, and East Rutherford are 
a mile, couple miles apart. So the the transportation, just the public transportation, so they, they it would, would be ha- a disaster. So they would have to move it. They'd have to. They couldn't do it at the same time. Trains running, buses running. I mean, the the whole area relies upon public mm. transportation, and then all you have is the New Jersey Turnpike. You just couldn't do it. Wow. That's that's pretty crazy. I mean, that's crazy because you make weight and then I mean, well, unless you're John Lineker and you don't make weight, but you, you <laughs> like you make weight trying to prepare for a certain peak time, mm-hmm. and then that whole that that whole thing's gonna throw you off. I mean, right? I mean, yeah. No, I, I think you know the training's done. I mean, I, I think the it'll throw the, the whole dropping weight the weight cut that, that'll definitely throw a you know a kink in there. But as far as as far as peaking, it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a big change. Yeah, but like 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 Mike Tyson. When Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas, there's a hundred reasons why he lost. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons I think was that fight was at like ten in the morning. Because it was in Japan and they wanted to air it in the U.S. And Tyson's not used to probably getting up before four. I mean, <laughs> who knows how many prostitutes and drugs and everything else. So at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock in the morning, he's not peaked out. And now for a fighter, isn't mm-hmm. that – doesn't that – I know – have you fought in England or other places? Uh, yeah, I have. I fought in Japan once. Um, I, I fought kind of all around, but um – Never that early. Yeah, I think I fought at like two o'clock before, and, and it does it, the the timeline of when you train and, and when you fight is it can get it can get messed up for sure. I mean, most most fighters probably train at night or, or train during when the time they're supposed to fight. So that would definitely throw me off. Is your whole training camp like switched to revolt to, to revolve around that time? Usually, in the, you know, the last three or four weeks, you know, you start getting a tra- you know a training getting your body used to training or. or you know, put just going harder at that time, you know, your extra workout or whatever it may be, but at that time, usually later. Wow. Mm-hmm. And my final question for you, Jake, is that you and your brother, now you guys train together all the time. Mm-hmm. Does it ever get like competitive where, like, let's say you win and then it carries over to dinner time yeah. or like holidays or does that happen? Oh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> when we grow growing up, it was. I, I don't know how my mom didn't lose her mind, but we would we would constantly be fighting. We, we also have another brother who's 13 months older. Adam, right? Adam. So we're all we we all, we, we grew up just just fighting. So yeah, even more. Joe and I are, are extremely competitive, but we would we would fight at the table. I mean, so many things have have broke in our house. I, 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 I could go on for days about. Now, Adam was Adam a fighter too? No. So mm-hmm. did could Adam beat you guys up? Uh, when we were like when we were little, yeah. Would you whoop Adam's ass right oh, now? Oh, Adam gets his ass whooped all the time now. Does he really? Yeah, does he get wrestled with you guys still? Like, he talk? does. He does. Well, he really? t- Adam gets a couple beers in him and he talks tough and he gets <laughs> putting his he gets sit down. But he's he's funny. He's he's really funny though. He he he'll, he really likes to run his mouth. <laughs> because the Super Bowl is on Fox and this podcast is on Fox, uh, they informed us that we have to make picks for the Super Bowl. So uh, personally. Who I think is going to win, Denver or Seattle? I am going for Denver. I think Peyton Manning is just a champion. I, the other, not that the other guy's not a champion, but Peyton Manning is just on a different planet. That's, that the, guy that's is, going to be the difference. He is so cool under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I saw Peyton Manning at a party one night in New York City. Mm-hmm. This is like 10 years ago. I'm at a club, and Peyton Manning is there. And he's sitting by himself with his head down, like, studying plays, like, on the couch. I don't know what he, I don't know about the plays thing I just made up, but he was, like, this nerdy guy. By, and I'm like, that guy is a champion. Because he, if he wasn't in Super <laughs> if he wasn't a football player, he would be, like, the best accountant. He's just one of those dudes. He's just, like, a nerdy, <laughs> yeah. great athlete. He has no distractions. Very cool under pressure. I'm picking Denver. You? Mm-hmm. 
I was going to pick the same thing. I, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan, and he just he just knows how to you know he just knows how to get the job done. And at the end of the day, he can put points on the board under pressure. And uh, but I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Seahawks fan. It's kind of one of those who do you think is going to win, who you rooting for, kind of two different things. But I think the Broncos are going to take it. T-Rex. I'm not a fan of either of those teams, but I think that Peyton Manning has what it takes to pull it out. It's going to come down to the two quarterbacks, and uh, Peyton Manning's been there a million times. Although I love this, uh, what's it, Richard Sherman. It's one of my new favorites. <laughs> people get really angry about Richard Sherman. I'm like, there's nothing he really did. Yeah, well, I that, mean, that was uh, the, the, the choke sign, maybe that was a little overboard. But I remember— Heat of the moment type stuff. But I, I do remember that when, uh, when I was growing up, people were poor losers. Like I was always a poor loser. Now with this new age of athlete, there's now poor winners. You know, <laughs> right. people win and they just can't accept the gracious and victory. Right, so that's a whole different. Uh, so I think it's unanimous that we all want Denver to win. Denver, yeah. We should see if the people want to tell chime in and tell us who they think is going to win. And Jake, how would how how do the fans get to vote? Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't read that. I fans, go to foxsports.com forward slash fan. Tell us who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. My, my, my vision's terrible. So. Go to foxsports.com Fox forward slash fan vote. That's right. Let's find out. Let's, I, know, mm-hmm. I know the people, uh, they really, I know you guys are going to do that. So go to foxsports.com forward slash vote. Uh, we have a whole new show next week. Also, um, yeah, I will be. Uh, I'm going to be writing for the MMA awards. Blah blah blah. I'm going to be headlining Vegas at the end of February at the LA Comedy Club. Uh, you go to AdamHunter.com and see my entire entire thing. I'm I'm, I'm booked up till next September. But AdamHunter.com. Uh, you can follow me at MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian. Jake, how do people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Ellenberger MMA. Um... You can also follow my brother, Joe Ellenberger's on Twitter. He's uh, making his UFC debut the same night I'm fighting in uh, UFC 172 in And Jake, Baltimore. do you have a, a new site? I do. I have a new website. It's ellenbergerjs.com. Mm-hmm. We, nice. just, we just launched it. It's, it's phenomenal. The guys, the guys who put it together did a, did a great job, so check nice. it out. So what, what, what could I find on this website? Well, you can find a lot of things you don't know about me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, maybe not you, Adam. You know a lot about me, but <laughs> what wanna... most fans don't know about me. That's a very interesting. <laughs> and you, Jay, uh, Jake, uh, T-Rex. <laughs> I'll be at the uh, Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma, February 5th through the 9th, headlining there. Um, Gerald Harris is going to come out and do some guest spots. Um, also, uh, go check me out, toddrex.com, T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X. It's my website, Todd Rex on Twitter, Todd Rex on Facebook. And uh, that's pretty much it. And thank you to all our guests for coming on the show. You guys were great. Take care. Have a great week. Later.